I just sent my my flatmate a forty minute voice note. <laughs> but she's in Guatemala, so and her, she, fourteen and minutes four zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> and her, like I'm shy today. I don't know what podcast. I'm yeah, not good at talking. I'm not putting that on Instagram. Like, yeah, maybe I guess. <laughs> I didn't even know you in WhatsApp lets you do fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I thought WhatsApp was, would put its foot down. You know? 20, so. Okay, but I think you could, you could do. <laughs> <laughs> She's an ages. All right, listen, just. Um, so, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about you. Whatever comes up. We're talking about you. Interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy. So, this is our second training podcast. Yeah. Actually, we had one with Adrian already. It was nice. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And we just talk, you know. It talks about everything Trinidadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice. We brought any white talk, but we don't have no more white talk. Oh, we don't have any more white talk. Do we? No, we don't. I don't know it's your flat. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't finish it that day. I no, know. I finished it for the um for the jam session. Oh, so. Is anyone coming from Trinidad? We need to get more. You know, I have. Oh, you know, my brother messaged me today and he was like, um, this Trini Simone something is coming. Oh, Simone. Yeah, yeah, I was talking with her last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he told me she even, um that she knows you. Yeah, yeah. Should we get on the podcast? Right. <laughs> How long is she here for? Until Tuesday. But she's probably going to say no. Why? Because she's way more shy than I am. It yeah. took me four weeks to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring your chair It's up. fine. Just put Kyle on her. Can I eat this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I already ate this. No, no, no. Those are the like poisonous ones. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to get you some more? No, it's all right. I kind of just wanted a cigarette, but all good. No, no. We're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we get a cigarette after. Damn it. <laughs> so... Our second all training podcast. Yeah. But what's cool about this one is that you are the only other person um, that I'm aware of. But Trinidad's so small, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the only other person that's you know doing the same thing that I am. You know, mm, and, in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, and we moved to Berlin for the same reasons. Um, but in fact, you actually had a little more Berlin experience yeah. before me. So why don't you tell us? That story of how Berlin came into your life. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> um, so I came first in 2017, and then I moved, I officially moved back in 2020. But from 2017 until 2020, I was back and forth between Trinidad and Berlin. And um, I was living in Barcelona at the time, doing a um, <coughs> residency there. And... Yeah, I don't know. It just came like a lot of my friends were German there in in Barcelona, and um, it was just kind of in my head. Like, and I didn't really know anything about the city. I just knew that it was people kept on telling me it's like cool for music and it's a good place to go and it's fun and whatever. And then, like, I think one night I was out. It was like May or something in 2017, and I was out, and my friend was DJing at this bar, and like. There was this other guy from Berlin then. They were just, like, talking. And then, yeah, I don't know. I went home and I booked my ticket and I left the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I packed up all my stuff and I left. So, I just, like, it was really the most spontaneous and reckless thing I probably did. Because <laughs> I, I, like, let, I literally took a backpack. I arrived to Berlin. No where to stay. I knew no one. Like, literally nothing. I just came with a backpack. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Wild. And, um... And then, yeah, I was just, like, texting. I went, first I went to a hostel, because my friend was like, oh, yeah, go to this hostel. I went there to, like, try and make friends. Most dead-ass hostel <laughs> I ever went to. There was no one there. And then another friend um, that I met, uh, also party, she's German, met partying in 
Barcelona once, she texted me saying that her friends are having a house party, so I went there with them. And then, yeah, I don't know. The story is kind of long. I ended oh, up that's, <laughs> a, podcast. that's how we <laughs> have the podcast. Tell the story. Now is the time. Wait, it's in 20 minute voice. Exactly. All of a sudden, you're shy. Exactly. Okay, so so I get to this house party, and then then they go to another house party, and at this point, it's like four four or five in the morning, and some of them go to Burkhain, some of them go home, and. I didn't, they were like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to stay out until I find a place to sleep, I guess. Wow. I know. It was like, my mom would fucking scream if she <laughs> listened to this. <laughs> Wait, so what did your, I mean, you did, did, if you decided within like 24 hours, yeah. what did your parents say? If you no. told them you were moving or did you just? I didn't say anything. I didn't tell them anything. Oh, you just. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I just like. I you just packed them. your bag and bus it. Yeah, yeah. I was in Barcelona and I was supposed to, I think I was supposed to start my master's in neuropsychology in three months in Bristol. Hmm. <laughs> there was a plan. <laughs> there was yeah. like a, like I was just kind of like living my life, I guess, until I started this um, master's to become a scientist that I was like really questioning at that time. And, um, and then, yeah, so then I stayed out and then a, another friend said that her friend is living in in Bur- like no I, then I got a call at like 4 or 5 a.m like like 15 minutes after these people left and I was like okay I just I'm gonna stay in this house party um I got a call saying like hey um are you Johanna you're a friend of Kiki a friend of but too loud sorry <laughs> a friend of Kiki a friend of Kiki is a friend of mine I heard you need a place to stay you can crash on my couch went to his place had a cup of tea slept on the couch woke up to a text message from my, my friend saying like, oh yeah, my Airbnb people moved out. You can have my flat for the week. And then, <laughs> so it just kind of worked out. So this is now less than 24 hours in Berlin. And then now it's a Sunday morning and I wake up and I text my friend saying, um, yeah, I heard on, in like he he's from Berlin, but he lives in Barcelona. I was like, yeah, I heard in Berlin, they're like, um, Sunday's the day to do things. Like what, what should I do? And he was like, go to Sisyphos. And I was like, what's Sisyphos? He's like, don't ask any questions, just go. <laughs> so I genuinely, I had no idea. Like, I had no real working phone, to be honest. So I took out my paper map. I wrote down. She took out her paper map. <laughs> Mom, I had a fucking paper the year map. It was 12.45. I took out my paper map. I, like, ex Sisyphos. I, <laughs> <laughs> And then I wouldn't even know how the wind was blowing. <laughs> Check the clean north star. She shows up at Sisyphus and the bouncers are like, yes. <laughs> you know? They just give her a map on a compass. <laughs> and a backpack. They're like, yeah, you the right place. And then I just, I genuinely thought I was going to like a bar or like a... Because I was living in Barcelona. Wait, and but does, does the paper map actually have sissy for No, 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 because also, <laughs> like, I just, like, I, I found, like, on, like, the location of it. Because, I mean, at this time, sissy was, like, I don't know if the website was different. No, well, they don't even really, I don't know if they even have a website anymore. But you couldn't really find any information. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I Googled this. I was like, what is this? I don't know. So, let's go. And I just, like, wrote the, like, location. And, um... What was I gonna Yeah, yeah, anyway, so then I left. <laughs> and um and then I got to Oscroids and I didn't know where the fuck I was and I got to Oscroids and then I just kind of at that point I forgot what the number of the bus I was supposed to take. <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure because I looked at it when I had Wi Fi and then when I left the house, nothing. 
And then I didn't, like, I don't know, I was just sitting down there and I was like, okay, I'm going to smoke a cigarette and try and figure it out. <laughs> so I'm like sitting down at the bus stop at Oscar Oscar's and smoking a cigarette. And then some guy comes out of nowhere and asks me for a lighter and I give it to him. And then this other girl who, I don't know, comes from the mystical somewhere, I don't know, covered in glitter, just like. And totally. you're like, yes, this is boss. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, I don't know. She just like, she looks like she already had a great weekend and she comes and then they start to talk in German and I'm sitting out there thinking, like, what the fuck is this place? Where do I go? How do I get there? Like, what should I do? And I didn't understand anything they were saying. And then they both look at me. Like, they read my mind. They're like, you go into C fast? And I was like... <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, like, right? <laughs> 100%. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, come with us. I thought they knew each other, but they didn't know each other. I found yeah. that out, yeah. like, at the end of the party. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then we go and... I didn't say any, I, we got to the bouncers, we were asking questions, I just looked at them like I was super confused, I had no idea, I walked in, I was like, what the fuck is this place, like, <laughs> I was like, where am I, and then, yeah, it was a Sunday, at that point, I think it was like already Sunday evening, it was like five or something, and then I stayed there until Monday morning, and then I left thinking like, what the fuck is this city, <laughs> like, I was just like, really like, so like, blasted away, like, I was like, I don't know what I just... This music, I heard a lot of music I didn't hear before, and the vibe was really different. I mean, there was a fucking cafe. I could have a, I could have a coffee inside yeah, yeah. of this club. Yeah. Was that was the like, first like shocking thing when they had like <laughs> like a cafe and yeah. you could get like coffee and you could get a little pizza or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah they, same. I they really want to stay here. They have yeah. an ATM to make yeah. sure <laughs> you could buy a toothbrush and, <laughs> and you know you, could, you, could, you know they want you to stay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so I I had like a fucking great time and. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think for me, it was really about the music. Like, I was already kind of into music, but at this point, I hadn't really decided that I, I, I. So I was. I left England. I did my degree in England and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and then I was going to go directly into my masters. But I had a kind of freak out, and I wanted to go back into arts or the creative fields. And I don't know. I had kind of like ditched arts for the last four years, so I was so unsure about what I wanted to do. So that's why I did the residency in Barcelona, and I kind of already knew fuck I want to get into the creative field and I just felt so inspired even in these 24 when hours you say, when you say residency like it was like what? a it was like a, a institution and you can go there as a as an you go there as an artist and you get a studio and you can do any kind of medium you want mm-hmm. at that time I was working with like contemporary performance so I was doing a lot of stuff with my body I was also like a lot of my friends had collectors and a lot of them were in music and stuff so we were kind of like mixed like um like doing a lot of events that were like mixed media stuff so Mm -hmm. some of my friends were doing projections some were doing music some were doing live some were doing performances and painting and all of it and yeah I think I was also I had no idea you know like I came like I was kind of in those spaces in Barcelona and a lot of these like concept spaces and that's kind of what I thought Sisyphos was going to be just like a hangout space or something for like a small like a lot of creatives but yeah, I did. <laughs> like, <Definitely>. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, also, no one told me anything about Berlin before. The only thing I knew was that it, it can be a dark place and the music is good. Yeah. And like, I had no clue about this like rave culture. I didn't know anything. I mean, I love music and I was, I love dancing, and so like, I was very happy to find it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then that experience, what solidified the decision? Well, kind of. I mean, I, then I stayed here for like 
Then I stayed in Berlin for like um, three more weeks trying to figure out like where to stay. Like I, I didn't, I was just kind of like moving from like bed to couch to bed to couch and then with my backpack and then eventually I had nowhere else. Like I kind of exhausted my resources and I didn't have any money really at that time either. And um, and then I just like, <laughs> and then my friend um, just really randomly texted me like asking if I wanted to come to his barbecue and he's in Paris. He's, he lives in Paris. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Can I stay? Can I sleep there? And he was like, yeah. I was like, cool, I'm coming. You find the location of my map. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me get my map, you know? Yeah. And, then I, and then I got the, this, the cheapest flight. I don't even know how it was, like less than 10 euros to get to Paris. And then I got there and then I stayed, in, I stayed at their place and then and at his friend's place. So I was in Paris, for like in the suburbs of Paris for like three days. And then I hitchhiked to the south of France to go to this festival with my friends. And then I went to England again to stay with my friend there. And then eventually I found a flat in Berlin. Like that, so that <laughs> this is what it takes, you know? Yeah. This is what you need to do in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With a muffin compass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I stayed there for like three months. And then I went back to Trinidad um, in, in like, I think it was December or something in 2017. And then... I applied to come back to Berlin and so for most of 2018 I was here and then I went back to Trinidad for like a year and a half and then in that year and a half I realized I kind of really figured out what it is I want to do like with music and stuff because I knew I wanted I, I kind of started DJing a little bit and um, and then in 2019 I really like it's when I kind of bought my first controller and I was just kind of playing around in my room and then I started to DJ a bit more that year. And then by, but by already, by the end of the year, I felt like it wasn't really like I wanted to get more into music. Like I love DJing. I still do it. I still love it. And it's what I want to do. Um, but I also felt like I wanted to get more kind of deeper into it. Um, so then I started studying. I applied to and I started studying um, audio engineering and sound production. <laughs> I was, I'm focusing on sound design. So I'm always going to say sound design, but it's sound production. And, um, yeah, and then I'm, like, now also in the sound art world, so I do a lot of installations and and this kind of stuff with sound. Like, a lot of field recordings and this kind of thing. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> something I'm trying to get into, field recordings yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, so in your story, because I have context for this story, right? Um, <laughs> the context that I have is that at some point in time, I mean, I knew that Joanna was in Berlin, right? We were... All aware of this. Um, and then you came back home and uh, we were on the rooftop of Soto. Soto, yeah. Um, I remember this. This was my party. <laughs> and she was like... It's, when you bo- it's also when you booked me, right? I, I think so, yeah. You were the like, first person to book me for a real party. Actually, no, 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 no. This was even before that. This was even before that, I think. Because you were telling me that you wanted to be a DJ. Right? Yeah. <laughs> on the roof. You were telling me, I mean, of course we booked you at some point, but this is before all of that. We were on the rooftop and you were telling me that you wanted to be a DJ. And then I said, okay, what music? And then you couldn't tell me what the music was. Do you remember that? And no. you were like, yeah. And, I don't remember and, that. And you were like, you were like, I, I don't know. I kind of, it's kind of like house, but like much slower. You yeah, know? yeah. And then it I was just down like, tempo. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I mean, but down tempo is not a genre. It's just a fucking speed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then I was like, is it down tempo? Because yeah, the thing is like, 
all electronic music in a general sense is played at a certain speed and when it's a lot slower it's referred to as down tempo and then down tempo then becomes like a thing in itself you know and i remember being like it's down tempo and she kept going like no 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 it's not down tempo so it was down tempo no i do think you're lying i am i swear <laughs> to god i you're lying i swear I to god i knew what i knew what down tempo was at this like if i had already been to berlin probably I'd you had been to berlin and you wanted to be a back. dj but yeah. you, <laughs> but you didn't know how to describe the. I remember this clearly because we yeah, spent we spent a long you. time talking about <laughs> it because I think you were. This was also seven, six years ago now. Seven. Something like that, yeah. you know, because you 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 weren't a DJ. Yeah. Six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It it you weren't a you weren't a DJ as yet. You were just yeah. considering it, and you and you were considering it because you loved this music yeah. that you couldn't describe. And then I. <laughs> And then we left it as, okay, you couldn't describe it. And we were like, Keep whatever. Up. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's down tempo. And then she eventually figured it out. And, um, then she, then you became like the down tempo DJ in Trinidad. So then like... For, nobody else was playing. Yeah, nobody else was playing. It, yeah. So then like for all the electronic events, like... There was there was there was only one down tempo DJ and you played Sunsetters. We booked you for so too, mm. you know. Yeah. So what do you? Because I I actually don't have any, I like I have no idea what down ten down tempo. Well is. then play any play any song you have, but turn it turn all the way down <laughs> to one seventeen. I mean, but I mean? that's what I was doing. All of my tracks were that I was downloading were like one twenty and up, but I was just pitching them down to like ninety nine. Okay. Ninety nine BPM, fucking slow. I mean, honestly, still, actually, I still love down tempo. Like a lot of my friends are super upset that I play fast now because they were like, "We miss the, we miss the old music." But like, it's just literally all my same tracks, except I just play them now. I play them faster than they should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Now you go the opposite direction. Yeah, but it's um, but I think it's just when you pitch things down, it just the track becomes completely different. Sometimes it comes like a lot more dubby, and it's true. It is a thing. It really changes. The, the perception of the track entirely yeah. mm-hmm. and it is something that a lot of DJs talk about but but it's not a, something that it's something you note but not something you like then play with in a set or, yeah. or whatever but it's also interesting because like there's like um, a sweet spot for every track because sometimes yeah. you can't Sometimes it just sounds like shit at a certain BPM, but yeah. I really believe that everything sounds good underneath 100. <laughs> I mean, like everything, all tracks sound try good. That out. Like, test that out. Be- test that out. <laughs> Between 80 and, and 99, everything is like sounding kind of nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds kind of cool. If I know what you mean. Well. <coughs> if it's mixed and mastered well, then it will sound good. Yeah. And yeah, and then you were a DJ in Trinidad, and then you started Grand Lowe's Collective. Mm. Um, with a K because she came out from Berlin. Because actually the reason I called it, the reason I had a German name is actually because my plan was to bring this collective, like to like work with some of my friends in Germany. So some of my friends in Germany had a collect, like had collectives and the way, like the plan was to kind of make it international, be connecting the two scenes. So yeah. that was why and in the end, like it was just like a confusing ass name for everyone. So <laughs> I should have called it something different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Grundlos? Grundlos. Grundlos. Uh, how, how do you spell that? G R U N D L O. Oh Grundlos. Like reasonless. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then, but, and you were running this space on your own. Yeah. I remember that because yeah. it was hectic. It was, oh my God, I, like honestly, it was so, I was doing the bar, doing the lights and doing the organization and every, like every event was just like very much stress. I was begging my brother to help me and he was like, you have to pay me. And I was like, <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, I remember you were under some stress and then I, I remember when yeah, it was my event, I was playing for Bohemia Room or something and, um, you were checking with me for the sound or whatever, and we were catching up quickly because we, we know each other quite some time now, right? We, I, we, we, we had an argument about We had an argument. I said tennis, and you said never played tennis. I never played tennis. I know, but <laughs> you were for sure at these tournaments. For sure, I don't for know, sure. Maybe, maybe he was like, well, I met you playing tennis. I was like, I never played tennis. Yeah, for sure there's But no... you should know if you went to the tennis matches or not. I mean, my all my friends play tennis, so maybe, but I also thought it was kind of boring, so she I can't think remember. I was there all She the can't remember that she forgot down tempo, which I think is kind of, <laughs> you know? No, but in my mind i mean i I don't even know if that's concrete but in my mind like i know you around like i don't know like ariane talman yeah 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 yeah, for sure for sure sure. that was my crew so i knew you since i'm like 13 yeah 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 yeah. we knew each other since we're like young teenagers yeah Yeah. we had each other on msn yeah yeah yeah. we knew each other a long time (laughs) so like we but we never we were never like in the same crew you know how it is you know and so (laughs) i remember when she when you became a DJ, you know, and then it was like, um, oh, you were running this space and DJing. Um, we'd see each other and then we'd catch up quickly. You know what I mean? It was always a catch up over whatever because you were zooming, you know, it was a mm-hmm. one woman show. So it was just like, <laughs> I have it for five minutes and you'd be like, yeah, so what's up? Are you good? Like, everything okay? And I'd be like, yeah, 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 you know. And, it's like, and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, I remember I was, I, was, so I was DJing for this event and then I said, um, so... I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to move to Berlin. And I remember she was, I remember the buzz stopped, right? I remember she, she was all buzzing and be like, yeah, hey, what's going on, whatever. And then I was like, I'm going to Berlin. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. You know what I mean? That was the first thing she said. She's like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. You're going to absolutely love it. You're going to have the time of your life. It's going to change your life. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I think so too. I think so too. You know what I mean? But so she was hyping up Berlin and then like I don't know I remember when you said like oh my god I'm so jealous like I could see like how much you really like cherish the experience of yeah, Berlin yeah yeah no it changed, it changed my it was like super fundamental like just coming here for the first time changed everything mm-hmm. for me yeah mm. and then and uh, yeah it was crazy <laughs> and then and then it was a a year later that because then I found my way and then it was funny because I, I tell the story all the time because it's funny how life works because I um ideally wanted to study sound engineering uh and and production Mm -hmm. and i was applying to this school this school that was coming up whatever but at the time they couldn't offer visa support and then the year so i ended up doing film which is something i was also interested in but it wasn't my like number one Mm -hmm. and then a year later (laughs) john is like yeah yeah yeah, i'm um i'm gonna go to the school and study music and call the same school you know and i was just like yeah but they don't have to be responding like, no 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 they do they started this year like, no way you know so it was kind of um yeah it was kind of interesting because then she ended up in the in that program and then um and then yeah and then both we kind of came back the, no you were already there for one year yeah i had been there for like yeah. one year and then we we came together but it was so nice because yeah. um because <laughs> we knew each other for so long you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and then it's like you know unlike our relationship where it like happened in berlin mm-hmm. you know what i mean like berlin was just like another chapter in our mm-hmm. story you know what i mean and then it was just kind of 
Yeah, it was always interesting because, again, in Berlin, <laughs> separate crews never run into each other. Never, you know, like, it's so hard to. And even if you when you how you describe her being back home, that's how I feel you are here as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, literally, literally. <laughs> you know, you know how much it took just to get to this podcast. <laughs> you know, you know how long we're talking about like playing like vinyl by me. Like it can't even. She even moved closer to where we still can't even meet up. You know what I mean? But it's just like, <laughs> but it, it's kind of like the. Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm accustomed to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I just feel like both of us are are, are busy and, and, yeah. and doing it. You know what I mean? It's, I'm hustling super hardcore these days. Also because like in June 2024, it's like when my like visa ends and I have to apply for a new one. And Are I'm you just, on a freelance visa? Or are you? Well, I'm on a student visa now, but because I work... Um, It was such a complicated thing because I'm an international student, so I'm not allowed to freelance, essentially. Like, I'm only allowed to work a capped amount of hours. And if you freelance, they can't cap it. Mm. But, and I got, I had to, because I was DJing, I couldn't, like, there was a whole year I wasn't getting paid, basically. I was working, basically, for free. And I was just, like, it was it was pretty shit. But um, I was able to, like, invoice everything, um, back invoice. But, yeah, I got a lawyer, and she managed to, like, get me the, like, a kind of a free... I have a freelance visa and a student visa. I don't know how it works, but I have both now. And then in one year, I have to reapply for the, uh, the freelance. And I'm kind of stressing about it, to be honest. I'm, like, really thinking, like, I want to, like, have stability. You know, I really want to build something here, and I want to build my life here now. I know that. And it's just, like, always having this, like, temporary, like, one year, mm-hmm. two year, or however yeah. many months, you know? it's just But like, I don't feel like you have to worry about it because you already have, like, a foundation built where yeah, I you don't can know. prove you get gigs, you can prove you've done work. But then that stress, too. I mean, like, because we're in the same position. We're, we're both, like, started yeah. off student visas, and, and then I, I got the... um. Job seeking visa. I mean, when you study here, it's pretty straightforward, oh, right? You, came, you got the job seeking visa. I got the job oh, seeking visa. Oh, yeah. Visa. I'm supposed to get that if you. You are supposed to get yeah, that. Yeah, when you finish. Right? Oh, wait. I have to apply. I have so, to apply for it. But that goes, that lasts for two years, right? It lasted for, like for I think it, it. they give it to you. Um, for six months and you could look into it and you can extend it up to like 18 months or something so basically the way Germany works which is why it was such a uh, an easy decision because of course initially I I wanted to go to London initially right that was the move the logical move but London does not have like very immigration friendly policies you know Mm. and I mean it was all for the best I mean I I would move to London now even if I got the opportunity but Germany is very um, easy in terms of their uh, policies uh, immigration if Mm. you study here you know what I mean yeah they actually give you like a little buy after like England you got kicked out like a diary yeah yeah they're like you're done I yeah (laughs) like you have three weeks bye (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah and I feel like um well Berlin is just very like okay if you if you studied here, then you're entitled to a job-seeking visa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that once you complete your studies, and then once you have a job-seeking visa, you're basically entitled to then get the work visa once you get a job offer. Mm-hmm. You know? What happens if you're freelance? Well, that's the thing, because mm-hmm. I also it's have a freelance... Right? No? I mean, no. then you could also just use the job-seeking visa until you... But the thing is, my, my residency card says I can stay here until June 2024, 20, and my degree ends this year. 
So the thing is, the 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 job seeking visa is a work permit. You can't work indefinite hours with the job seeking visa. Like I've been working this whole time on a job seeking visa, and I'm only now going to convert that to a work visa. Mm-hmm. Um, the trick is, is that you have to <laughs> like doing a podcast on immigration <laughs> policy. You know? no, uh, there should be one on the Yeah, there should be. There should be one. This shit is so confusing. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And then the next one on taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're gonna get tax expert here. Yeah. Yeah, no, but basically the the trick is is that when you have the job seeking visa, then you have to get a job pertaining to what you studied. So mm. I have I have engineering degrees, right? Like mechanical engineering degrees. But I didn't study that in Germany. So I can't get a work permit to then I mean I can I can get a work permit and then work f- for anybody it doesn't really matter but in terms of my application i'm applying now working in media because i studied film because that is that fits so yeah so if you studied uh, sound engineering and music production you have to get something roughly in the field of music you know what i mean which, uh, I'm doing. which is which is what you're doing and but, then yeah but wait now so like if my my residency card says till june 24 it's not it's not like what do you mean my my card like when they when I applied for my student visa they gave me four years. And yeah 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 I mean the same thing happened but what you do is you just you just apply you just take your time and, and apply I mean yeah. the thing is on the it sounds like when you it sounds like you got it sorted <laughs> and you have your freelance visa and all that but like um, I mean I have a friend the same thing happened to him you know he just got four years like like nothing they didn't even ask any you yeah, know yeah. Um, but all that does I think is just it just buys you time to do the application and to. And to get the job seeking visa, the job seeking visa is what you want because once you have that, moving to a work visa with a job offer is just—it's not even like a question. It's just like yeah. But granted, you want to work, you want to move on to like a full time job because you want to yeah, stay freelance. I want right? to stay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you want to yeah. stay freelance, and that's your decision, but. But it's, it's also, a, it's I also a rough, like, that's a rough decision. It's a rough decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be nice. It might be smart to just do the work in the um, job seeking visa to like have the security of it. Yeah. But I don't think you'll have a problem getting a freelance visa. No, no, no. It's not. It's not unless you get a freelance visa at all. That's not the problem. The problem is getting money, right? Because yeah. because yeah. B- mm, because you have to pay for the freelance visa. No, 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 no. Okay. You have to you have to get yeah, jobs. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. a hustle. Yeah, and yeah. DJs don't get paid here. Yeah. No, I would definitely get like at least a twenty-hour a week kind of job. But you can't. Um, you can't get a visa on a part-time job. As you think. Mm. Yeah. It's it's shit. So th- oh, we'll do the working visa. So my plan. My plan was. My like up up until this point was like stick on the freelance visa and then just like get a part time job mm-hmm. yeah and work on the weekend so basically working all the time but like yeah, yeah. just yeah. hustle a hundred percent well that's what that's, that, <laughs> that's what you do because yeah. yeah the unfortunate thing is I mean because John is doing quite well you know right now in terms of visibility and gigs it seems anyway on on the on the algorithm okay. you know what I mean <laughs> but um. You have to. Berlin doesn't pay. So I was told this very early on when I came to Berlin. If you want to make money, you have to leave Berlin. You have to yeah. leave Berlin, or as in you have to work outside Berlin. Yeah. As in, like DJs in Berlin don't make a living in Berlin. You live yeah. in Berlin because you make a name and mm. you build your craft, and it's the city to do that. 100%. And you connect with people. And you, exactly. But also, you have exposed to an amazing scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Always inspired. Like, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. Fresh. But, exactly. but nobody comes to Berlin to get rich. Yeah, yeah. as, <laughs> a, like, as <laughs> in nobody's getting paid yeah. like as no. a DJ in Berlin enough to make like a. But there's also only so many times you can play in the same city. You know, like yeah. people are just gonna get bored of seeing you. Honestly, yeah. like they just like they don't want to see you four times a month. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 just yeah. won't come to your gigs. Yeah, That's but I think like the the most the most I have heard. Um, 
is getting paid like 1500 for four hour sets in the big house you mm. know what i mean that's like the most that yeah that, that yeah. i've heard other than that your your, your fees are 300 400 500 mm. you know what i mean yeah. so then you have to get like five gigs in a month in berlin you know to make like a decent living yeah you know but i mean you also don't want to work just as a dj right um i'm also a sound artist but that doesn't make me any money that's a real stuff i mean like i have like i have like two projects that i'm like working on or three actually i have three i have a sound installation coming out in june and then i have a performance with my friend in august and then by the end of the year i'm kind of really like this is only something that just started happening like budding this week but like by the end of the year i want to like um do a piece a collab with a vocalist and um put it into monam which is a 4d sound studio so a specialized uh three piece um vocal acapella style shoegaze with lyrics and with, with spoken word and and have it in this like fifty-seven speaker thing. Yeah, but that's not going to make me any money, you know. Like that's but you can you can apply for funding. Yeah, this is it. Apply for funding. I have to yeah. apply for funding. But but yeah, um, DJing and hopefully like working in some other like maybe a studio in the week. But it's also hard to get a job in a studio, mm-hmm. to be honest. But yeah. I don't know. Like honestly, um, that's why I'm. Hustling well, you have so until much. June twenty fourth to figure. Yeah, that's just. I know, but it's, it's honestly, it's pressure. Like I forget. Like I miss, I miss the days where I can wake up and I'm just like, hmm, what am I going to do today? <laughs> like, like, that does not happen. I wake up and my calendar is like I fucking know every fucking day what I'm going to do for the next three weeks. When you start yeah. using your calendar, that's when you know like you're busy. Yeah, the calendar's so. color coded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have like I have like six different colors, like different. Like honestly, just like it's crazy. And but I'm that's just, like, good. That means you're getting gigs already. I mean, no, but it's not just with music. It's also with like my university and then also my other, the sound art thing. So between okay. the three things. And yeah. there's a lot of projects I'm working on that are all like long term. And sometimes it's kind of exhausting. I feel like I'm working and working, working and like nothing is coming out yet. I have so like, many friends in Berlin that have said that exact same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Of yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. just, you're on the hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like going, anyway. yeah, I'm just like, what, like, I need, I need, like, I can't not see my friends for this long for yeah. nothing, you yeah. know? Like, I either need to get paid <laughs> or some shit needs to come yeah, out. Yeah. Like, exactly. No, you talk. If I didn't know you for as long as I do, I'd have been like, well, shit, I don't know. I'm not going to see her, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, like nobody gonna, sees her. She doesn't like me, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not a, you know? Like, I'm even sometimes trying to ha- fucking pencil in my boyfriend. Like, honestly, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, it's so hard. It's so, mm-hmm. so hard. And I, honestly, it's, it sucks because I miss my friends. I miss, mm-hmm. I miss my friends and sometimes... I forget to also allow myself to relax. You know, I'm like, I've even even sometimes going out to dance and to listen to music, it's somehow associated and wrapped into work all the yeah. time. It's like, either like I want to go and like listen to something that's fresh because it's, you know, like it's it's going to inspire me also, but also... It's kind of like you're doing research. Yeah. Honestly, going to club is like going to the library. A hundred percent. That's what I see. Like hundred percent. Everyone is like, oh, you party so much. I was like, bitch, it's my fucking job. A hundred percent. I talk about this all the time. I talk about this all the time. Like going to club. It's yeah, like going to the library. That's yeah, yeah. A, I mean, exactly. I, don't, I don't say going to like library. Like I'm doing research. research. My research. hundred <laughs> percent I want to listen. I want to hear. It's, it's mm-hmm. my life. It's what I love. You know, it's like. Research. And there's also yeah. like, what what happens if you stick a painter in a room and he only paints his own stuff all the time? Yeah, it's just yeah. like. You need, you need the inspiration. Yeah. Like I need to hear what other people are doing yeah. i need to hear things that are not mine like you know yeah. because i need to like i'm only I'm, I'm still learning i'm still learning i'm still growing and like i like i everything that i do is inspired from 
what I hear and what I see and, mm-hmm. and what I feel around me, like not just the music, but in everything else. And like, honestly, my life is so much more balanced when I dance like once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like I feel so much better in my daily life when I just like go and I dance and listen to music and I feel 100%. myself and then I go home and sleep. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> and how, so how has it been then musically? If, because I know how it's been for me, you know, um, going out and listening to how other DJs play and seeing how the crowds react and mm. compare that to... Because, yeah, I mean, all the memes are true, right? You do sit <laughs> in the crowd and you do think, like, yeah, that wasn't a very good transition. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you do think, like, yeah, yeah, what's that song? You know, that's mm. so good. Yeah, he's the most you know? judgy person to part. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, I'll be on cloud nine, just like, the selection is great. And he's like, selection is <laughs> no, no, but for me, what stresses me out is, like, when the beat is not matched. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. man. Like, that, that gets me. Yeah. Like, I can like, stre- it's but we all, do, but we all do it. Like I mean, like of course like, we all do I, it. Yeah, yeah, we all do it. Okay, but it's I just, but that's the how you chase not yeah. doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Do you, you, um, you do records as well? No, I'm learning now. Okay. That's why. I went that's one of the appointments that we. We've uh, yeah, been trying to, you know? for like six months. I've been yeah, like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna come over. We're gonna spin. I just bought some turntables. I saved up for like a whole year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of annoying because now, like, I don't know, one of them, this, the audio it's not going into one of the speakers oh, bro. that that oh, same thing happens at refuge i don't know what it is it's just like not going into the uh, yeah yeah when, uh, when you find out the problem let me know because the same yeah, thing was happening at refuge and i was kind of like what is this the needle the, the, the i think the it's the mixer actually but i got yeah so i have these i have these um things i'm buying records and i'm kind of like practicing but i'm really bad <laughs> i'm really really bad at it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I'm you definitely learning, yeah. sucked at first a hundred percent yeah but that gig that we played um together in april last year it was the first time that i played vinyl like for mm. for a party and i was sweating i was sweating it was it was not fun like usually djing is fun you know what i mean yeah because when you use yeah when you're playing digital it's just it's just so easy it's just you, after you've been playing for so long you get accustomed and then the the nerves of being able to do it are, are like gone once you get into the groove mm-hmm. and then you could actually just have fun and it's like a party that you're in control of, you know, but yeah, yeah. literally, you know what I mean? It's, it's no longer a job. But with vinyl, it's not like that. I mean, it, it becomes easier, yeah, but it's never fully like, uh, like chill, you know? And that first gig, I'd never forget it because I was, <laughs> I was literally sweating in a way you that I never it, said for. was great. I mean, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, you were there. It was your um, birthday. Okay. Oh yeah, it was fucking awesome. I had the best time of my life. It was it was and, but you could see that you were concentrated. You yeah, had like yeah, yeah. there were like glimpses where you were kind of like, okay, I can dance and relax yeah. now for a minute and a half until hundred percent but the four deck because I was accustomed to just two CDJs and when you're playing with digital there's nothing to worry about. You just know how everything mm. goes. But then when you have four decks, you know, and then two of them are vinyl and then it's it's like you have to yeah, you have to select, you have to beat match, and you have to time the transitions. And then it's so much going on, and it's just constant work. It's constant, constant. Because I can't be like, yeah, I want like two CDJs and two mm-hmm. turntables, and then just like, yeah, just use two the whole time because I'm like, you know. So I like, and it was a real like story of 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 pushing myself. You know, I was very proud of myself at the you end know, of that shit, night. You, you know, first, first you know? gig on vinyl, and you're yeah. like, cool, let me take four. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I because I knew it was the only way that mm-hmm. um, I could do it. I knew I could do it, mm-hmm. um, um, but I was I was so scared. It was the first time in my DJing life since 
I had like since I first started oh my DJing God, since first. that I thought <laughs> yeah. that I thought I kind of want somebody else to come on right now. Like this is mm. not fun anymore. Like I'm oh, really? I'm panicking. Yeah. I'm, because that that happened once. Like there was this um, th- I got my DJ name because. It was also four hours I booked you for, or five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was five hours. It I was, yeah, you it in. was long, exactly. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, that too. But, um, <laughs> it was long. No, but the first, the first time I, I was booked as Kid Kalalu at the time. Is this the story you told me about with the reverb? Oh, no, no, no. That's, <laughs> oh a, that's a different, that's a different nightmare. That was years <laughs> later, you know? Oh um, but yeah, nightmare. Um, but no, the first time I was actually put on a poster as Kid Kalalu because I was, before that, my DJ name was Kadel, which was my, my name kind of. Um, and, uh, but my Instagram name was Kid Kalalu because mm. I had started this like media thing called Kalalu. And my Instagram name was Kid Kalalu and the guy didn't even ask me like what my DJ <laughs> name was. He just booked me as Kid Kalalu and put it on the poster. <laughs> and then I put, he put it on the poster and then everybody was like, oh my God, I love the name. I love the new name. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I was like, shit. Um, I I guess this is it you know what I mean Um, I mean I didn't mind but it was my intention and then I was it was Tobago it was an earliest party in Tobago um, one of those big ones and uh, I was just opening like I wasn't if there was like what year was this? was it? 2015 14 you know like I remember I was there I think it was at that party it was like this EDM party on the beach or something yeah 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 of course I remember like it was so it was I remember because Chloe got mad at me because I was so flustered like um Pigeon Point Pigeon Point is only on Pigeon Point Point. yeah you know it was so far that was honestly such a yeah but you probably weren't there when I was there because when I was there nobody was there it was just Chloe yeah no no I was there there was when I arrived there were like 4,000 people and she got mad at me (laughs) yeah when she she got mad at me because I was like because all the forget her name right now um they were all just like and they were all trying to be so nice and I was just like yeah 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 yeah," you know and and she's like my friend's trying to be nice to you and you know and I'm like you're right you're right but I'm just like I can't do it right now because what happened because it was after the gig because I actually asked him because it, because DJs in Trinidad they DJ with the laptop and then mm. there's a whole mm-hmm. they still do that they yeah. still do that it's, it's so ancient it. it's yeah. so I mean, and this little I've seen this thing so many times yeah yeah like, yeah. yeah they do all sorts of and I mean it was it was CDJs, but it was like cooked up. I mean, cooked up, hooked up to a Serato box and laptop and just stuff I was not accustomed to, and it was just an absolute nightmare. And um, I asked the guy to take me off after like half an hour. Like I was panicking. I was like, "You need to bring on the next DJ, whatever." Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." I mean, there's like nobody in front of me. <laughs> the music is just so loud, you know. Um, and I'm just like, "This is." I'm like train wrecking to myself. It's like, you know, it's just oh, a, no. a nightmare. And I asked and him to pull on. Yeah, and I, and I was just like. I remember I had like one friend with me, you know what I mean? Like, and he was just like, no, nah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, you're lying, dog. I know you're lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but yeah, I remember I was, I was, I was, I was, sh- I was shattered. You know, I was just like, just mm. call, I need to bring the next DJ. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was the first time that I was at Nightmare's time. And the next time in my life that I, no, the next time in my life was that time where I had, where <laughs> there was an effect on one channel. And the crowd is throwing like thousands of people are throwing oh, like no. they're throwing food at him. I mean, I I talk I talk they I tell a story all the time. Wait, but did you just not know that the reverb was on? So this was I was <laughs> I tell no. a story all the time. But I mean, like basically, it you was got food it, thrown at you, dude. I was <laughs> it, it was my biggest it was, it was the biggest gig I've had to date, like the biggest gig, right? And <laughs> that's why you don't get booked. <laughs> 
bro, listen to me. It was my biggest gig, right? Today. I was, I was, and I was playing before Major Lazer, which was a big deal, right? And it was a comedy of errors. And the MCs didn't get the memo that Major Lazer was not coming on next because Taras Riley was late from the hotel. So they were like, the Major Lazer wants to wait on Taras Riley. So they initially had bumped me for the lineup and they were like, here's what, you could play for half an hour until Tar- Taras Riley gets here or you don't get to play, right? So I was like, I'll take it, right? <laughs> It's like it's this like six thousand people, you know, and the MCs are there. Opportunists, hi- I like they're, it. They're hyping up. They're hyping up. The, they're hyping up the no. crowd. They're like, yeah. like, they're like major. And the crowd is like, laser. <laughs> like, they're hyping up, and they're like, are you ready? Are you ready? Like phones are out, you know. What I mean? And it's just like they're like major laser, and then they run off stage, and then there's there's Kyle and I. I <laughs> and Wait, I should, what, year was, what, what year was this? This was 2016. You know, okay. this is two, like not that not that long ago. Yeah, be yeah, be because I mean, at this point, at this French point, trauma. At, dude, at this point, I was definitely like I knew what I was doing DJing. I didn't know how to use CDJs that well because I was still using a controller. But I was DJing for uh, long enough. You know what I mean? Um, and I practice on the CDJs and everything. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I had a, de- a delay on one of the channels. And I called the sound guy. I was like, there's a delay on one of the channels for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it. And I remember what he looked at. And I think he was right. I think that there was no delay. I think it was on the on the mixer side, like the big mixer side or something. But your yeah. tracks were sounding weird. But my tracks were sounding weird on one side for sure. And George was in the crowd. And he's another DJ in Trinidad. And he asked me the same thing. And he was hearing it. So I know yeah. for sure, for sure. It so was, it wasn't your fault? I mean, it wasn't my fault. But, <laughs> but aside from aside from that, the people just weren't into the music. They okay. were expecting me. Major Lazer. And then Kyle comes on and puts. You know, for like two minutes, you know what I mean? And then everybody's just, I remember phones are just dropping. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, what's this elevator music? Man, what is this elevator music? Cups, food, like shit starts coming on there. Like everything starts getting thrown on me. And I'm there DJ and I'm just like, where's Tyrus Riley? You know what I mean? And I remember I was playing, playing. And then the guy comes and he's like, yeah, Tyrus Riley's here whenever you're ready. And I was like, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. You know what I mean? Wow, honestly, respect. It was so bad. I would have cried. I would have yeah, left. I would have I mean, I, I was. Just, I've had, I've made Kyle like jump in when I was DJing at Refuge. I'm not doing this. It was, it was an out of body experience. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I was so like, like, this was so, it was so traumatizing. Ready to go to hell and after. Yeah, <laughs> and on top of all of this, right? It was the first time because I had like the man is resilient. And people yeah, 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 people sure. knew that I was a, a DJ and I played like weird electronic music, or whatever. <laughs> but like I was, I, I was like on the scene on mainstream Trinidad. You know what I mean? Like I was in, I was on the scene. You know, like people know who I am, like for tribe and parties mm-hmm. in general. You know, so they have a bunch of like normies in the crowd. They're like, oh, I'm actually gonna get to hear Kyle play. I'm kind of excited. I remember, oh my god, I never forget. And everybody, all these people who like would have never like been around with DJ, and they were like, "We're excited <laughs> to hear you play." You know, everybody's being so sweet, and it was such a disaster. And I and nobody had the heart to tell me like, "Yeah, that was real terrible, dog." That's you know worse. I mean? So I fucking hate when people try to like yeah, yeah, put and, a plaster on it. She's like, "Just tell me it was shit." And let's it was move so on. bad. And <laughs> I, I mean, like, I was I was absolutely shattered, but I knew that it was the I knew and that also, it, it wasn't really bad. I mean, it was the wrong it wasn't crowd bad. It was just one. the wrong crowd, and people were. I got yeah. nice messages from people who didn't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which weren't the normies. You know, yeah. they just didn't say anything. But like people who did know sent me like sweet messages 
um, saying like, look, it was fine. You know, like I think people just don't get it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And but and people I was, were waiting, they were expecting something else. Yeah, expecting, I, ex- like exactly. And I was yeah. absolutely shocked. I remember the next morning I got up because my parents, my parents knew about the gig. They knew it was big. Did you cry? So, no, 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 I didn't cry. Wow, I would have I cried. cried. Yeah, no. I would have cried. If not playing. Yeah, yeah, I would have no, cried no. while I was playing. I just, had, I just had like this, like this soulless feeling where oh, like your heart is in yeah, your throat yeah, yeah. and your stomach is like yeah. warm, kind of like hot, you know, and yeah. and, and yeah, yeah, tabanka, kind of like, kind of like, yeah, kind of like heartbreak, and you're just there, and yeah. I just know like you just have to keep going down. You can't just walk off the stage, you know what I mean? Honestly, and respect. It like, was so ridiculous. I remember I went home, and the next morning I woke up and I walked outside. And my parents were like, I know, I know, my parents were like, so how was it? I was like, it was a total mess. Like people were throwing stuff. I mean, of course, I was like, at that point, I was laughing because, I mean, I knew what it was. You know, I knew it wasn't me as a DJ or whatever. But my my little sister, who like like her bedroom is like down the corridor, she heard the conversation and she comes running to the <laughs> corridor. She goes, "Oh my god, Kyle, <laughs> please tell me you're not a horrible DJ. I am getting a ton of." <laughs> From all my friends being like, yo, your brother sucks. <laughs> your brother needs to practice. Your brother needs to. Yo, your brother needs to. Your brother sucks. Your brother needs to not be a DJ right now. Literally, just savage teenagers coming yeah. at me. Oh you know what I mean? She's probably so embarrassed. It was so bad. It was. It was the nightmare gig. My biggest gig to date. And my 6,000 people. And my worst gig to date. Literally and then, the pre-performance for Major Lazer. But I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. It was so bad. I was like... You can only go up from there. I was like, Hoss, fuck these trainees, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... <laughs> That's what you decided to do. <laughs> No, 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 no. I said, I was like, nah, I'm going to throw my own party with people that I know care about this music. And that's how So2 started, like real mm-hmm. talk. That gig was in December. And So2 was yeah. a long-term vibe. Yeah. Like, honestly. Lit- and So2 I was so happy for that space. The bear kind of Trinidad. And real talk, I'm not even just saying this. So last night, last night, last night, we had uh, we, we, we had a So2, right? Because I still I still curate the, the whole thing with mm-hmm. Carrie, right? I curate the lineup and everything, mm-hmm. right? And I'm so glad that Carrie's there to 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 hold to things down it. while I'm not there, you know? Yeah. Because I started it with with yeah, I started it asking her to just help me. And then we, we came on like fifty fifty and it became like the only Raven Trinidad. And then I'm I'm just glad that when I left there was somebody there to handle the scene, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And last night, so when we started off, we would get a crowd, like the list would be, I don't know, like two hundred because it's a small club, right? It, the list would be 200 and we get like 160, so one, same, same, yeah. same euphoria, 160, 180 is how many people would, would show up, right? Which is good, which was always good. You mm-hmm. know, we'd get around 200 people and that was it. Last night, we had a list of like over 800 people, oh, wow. right? Nice. We had to ask yeah. like Nick to come and play to but open the space up can't the hold that many people, right? It can't. I mean, like it's 800, I mean, 800 people would be listed and then maybe, I don't know, 600 plus I would mean, like show up. Mm-hmm. But like we had to open up the downstairs. We had to open up the up floor that's never open. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. That's, yeah, that's, that's so yeah, nice. I mean, that's a dream, yeah, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. We had to open up that floor and yeah. ask like another DJ to come and play at a new floor because we just couldn't did, fit did that amount of... Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, got Nick. So, so, so Nick, um, Nick did it, but it was just like 
Yeah, it, it just came so far. Like, Carrie just messaged me just before we started the podcast, right? Because I had a ton of messages. Like, people were just like, us last night was insane. Mm-hmm. I'm we, so happy to hear that. Yeah. Fuck. Like, wow. we wish you were also, there. just and considering, like, considering where it came out of, because a lot of people would have gone from that gig and been like, I'm done DJing. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would have changed like, my career. Yeah. Like, 180. But that's why I say, that's <laughs> why I say all the time. from that, like, getting back up on stage already. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say all the time, like, yeah. people, nobody could laugh at me for being a DJ. I just love it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. I was going to stop, like, if I was DJing, <laughs> You're also a good DJ, but you're also a good DJ. I think so too, and that is just the urge to feel like there's such like I I love this music and it's good music, and I know that I could present this music to people and they could really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, but you know I was so thankful for so too because it was every time I went there I was like, where am I? Am I in Trinidad? Like it was really like it was such. Did you ever? No, I've never been. It was like such a I don't know people from all over the country are coming like not just Port of Spain like people are coming from like literally every corner of the country yeah and it's just like very open the music was always banging they have like always a rooftop and at the end of the party you, the sunrise you t- dancing on the rooftop until like whatever time in the morning like, yeah like, like seven eight kind of I, mean, I, would imagine, I would imagine it being special especially for a place like Trinidad where yeah. the club scene is so superficial and so yeah, yeah, yeah. CMB yeah. scene and get dressed up in your high heels yeah, yeah. exactly like, and this was just really about it was the one place in Trinidad that was really like going to the music yeah, yeah. and it's not like unless you're going to and it would attract that kind of crowd too yeah yeah I and imagine that the, the, like, the vibe of the place is a whole yeah. different and it was like energy it was just the music I remember once um, LB played like one time I was there he he decided he wanted to just go hardcore techno I thought I was I thought I was in America I was like it was like fucking like techno did people like it though people loved it yeah I was shocked I was like no way he's gonna play this he started playing it and I was like I looked around I'm like are people gonna be dancing because you know people in I kind of like more of the American like they like a little bit more EDM and stuff but he just went straight hard techno and people were like vibing so hard Mm -hmm. and that's when I realized I think people just like something fast (laughs) (laughs) they're just like fast techno is like on the level of soca with like BPM yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% people just like something fast there I mean I tried like I, I did do my thing with my down tempo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I play down tempo on the roof of so too. But I've been I've been sending your stuff home. I've been posting it because we have this little group with all the all the boys in it, like a couple of us, not all the boys, but just a couple of us, like OG like uh, DJs, and we share stuff all the time. And I'm always sharing your mixes and be oh, like, really? Yo, Joanna's not playing down tempo anymore. Though. She's sick. She's, <laughs> she's actually like like if she had to come to Trinidad now, she'd be the best DJ in Trinidad. Like real talk, you know? Oh, okay, so, no, I, I say that all, all the time, and I send okay. I send the mixes. No real. Talk. Oh because God, because sweet. before it was like you were the down tempo DJ and we all down agreed queen opium queen yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not like um you were a bad DJ you were always a good DJ but I think all of us down tempo just wasn't our thing the, you, you know, know but I, what I realized though down tempo the scene it's a like I think that the music is like a lot of music is kind of understood in the setting also like for example I never understood Psytrance until I was finally in the forest yeah. On, yeah, yeah. on I don't know if I can say this on the podcast I took yeah, some yeah. acid I went to the forest clearly you don't need to <laughs> in some in some rave in Brandenburg and there was like Psytrance there and I was like I get it I fucking yeah, yeah, understand yeah. it yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. I say this all the time with Soka as well like you can't if I show my friends Soka music you need to be on the road. Yeah, you need to be on the road. You have to be there. Yeah. yeah. And down tempo. I mean, like, I like. I think, but people ask me all the time, like, how, how, like, my 
where I grew up and stuff influences the music that I pick and it's really hard for me to say because honestly it's just like I like so many different genres and stuff but there's something I know I like slow beats I like dubby beats yeah and that's like mm-hmm. for sure like I love that and I damn tempo was like it's kind of it's it was always it made me feel the same that reggae makes me feel or something like it's just like slow and but I think also the scene of it it's like it's it can be like the dance floors are much more feminine Mm. and the way that people dance are a lot more feminine and open and at the essence of it it's not like hardcore techno straight like dark room kind of Mm. stuff it's a very it's very fluffy it's very playful it's very feminine and i think that that was kind of hard to put into trinidad because Mm. it's a a very masculine scene on the dance floor and also like i think there is a a fair femininity in in general in like caribbean and latin america Mm. I wouldn't even men. call it just masculine, like in Trinidad, because that's how women dance as well. Yeah. Like women aren't really, like even if you think about like the spiritual dance. It's yeah. a very hypersexual scene. It's a very hypersexual scene and you know? it's very much just, yeah, people yeah, like energy, like people the, like peace. The yeah, women exactly. are yeah. feminine, but it's in, a, or, or the, the culture is, is that the, the, the feminine way that women dance, it's to attract men's attention. Yeah. Yeah. And then so men the act is. on that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not necessarily, I mean... That's arguable. I mean, of course, like yeah, women enjoy even, themselves on a dance floor. I mean, That's yeah, not what I'm saying. We're talking about soca music, yeah. But even if you think back to like, I don't know, we used to have these like spiritual African dance performances and stuff, yeah. and, and mm. you know, the ballet dance and all of that stuff. It's like it comes from African roots and it's mm. just it's high mm. energy. It's not like yeah. the slow ballet esque kind of mm-hmm. movements that you would have more in Europe. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think like, I don't know. Um, uh, the it was kind of hard to create. Like, I feel like the space. It it didn't make sense unless it was in a space that was that was fitting for it that people could really just like rock back and relax mm-hmm. you know and just like really it's like a whole different way like you really like de armor yourself you know yeah. you kind of like go into a slower pace and you're just really like floating with with rhythm and you're just like kind of vibing with it and so then we started to throw like um, you know the Berg this yeah. record like yeah, vintage yeah. shop I, I I got my first records ever from mm-hmm. yeah. We threw some parties there, like me and him, and um, and it was just down tempo. And like he he played his records records first, and um, yeah, like a lot of reggae, a lot of like very old disco and stuff. He played, and then I played after. And this where we can like create, we created the space. You know, we can decorate the space how we want. We can like really determine how the space was, and that's when it made the most sense for people. Mm-hmm. I think this down tempo, what I was doing, everyone was like, "Oh, okay, I kind of like your music now. Like, I really get it." Yeah, yeah, you need the context. Yeah, yeah because in yeah. Berlin they have that space where, or in, or in bigger countries they have that space where it's relaxed and the party could be good, and it, that doesn't mean that it's high energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also not about going and getting fucked up and, t- yeah. and like yeah. t- drinking a lot of alcohol. It's really just about like vibing and i don't know i think you only in trinidad the only other kind of spaces are like the rasta dance or like where you have sound system yeah. culture yeah, with yeah. dub music yeah, actual yeah. dub music yeah. you know and then that's where people are like really rocking back and swing with music yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. you know but like other than that it's just like dancehall edm it's energy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah super super fast super loud super high energy yeah, yeah. super pace and if we're not entertained we're bored you know yeah. what i mean yeah exactly if, if there's no energy if there's no like if not, everybody's not dancing then we're bored like, yeah 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 a lot of people dance the most Exactly. Most sexual, most At the end of six hours, you're done. Yeah. Like, you're fucking yeah, exhausted. Yeah. Just yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. Also, just because music is so loud. Like, honestly, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a whole different topic. Music is so loud. me when I'm home <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, why do I have to scream across the table? <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's like... It's not, it's so not enjoyable anymore. Because yeah. they don't understand how, how a balanced sound system is. That too. It's loud they and don't. unbalanced. Well, that's why it's loud. Because it's, it's not balanced. And they, they're like... 
this there needs to be more you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and then they crank it up instead of balancing it in such a way yeah. because when you go out here you don't have to be screaming across the dance floor mm. you know what i mean when it's a balance but it still stuff. sounds good yeah yeah 100 percent. and shout out to um residents as as bad as it as well, not as bad was as, <laughs> as, 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 as mainstream as that might sound but mm-hmm. i remember um uh peter invited me in the space or george invited me in the space to come and check it out because they really made an effort to, f- to like fly down mm. a guy who like works with like yeah having proper balanced like sound systems mm-hmm. and they played it loud and they were like we were in the Santee dance floor and, you, and they're like and he's like not shouting and he's like you hear how nice that sounds mm-hmm. and full and how we're not shouting you know what i mean that's how yeah. a dance floor yeah. is supposed yeah. to be. yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly like, I mean, this is also one of the things, like, when I first, first went to Burkine, I was, like, astonished. I was, like, in the middle of the Burkine floor. Yeah. Loud-ass sound system. Around, sound but you could still have a conversation. Yeah, I was just speaking normal level to my friend, yeah. and I was, like, I'm in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. done. Like, this yeah, is my yeah. place now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is my spot. I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so I got tonight good. though, but... <laughs> Yeah, 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 I didn't protect yeah. my ears. I mean, I was also there for a very long time, so I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I recently got earplugs, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's a game changer, I have to say. <laughs> because, you know, even even those big sound systems, they might be balanced. Because, like, okay, for example, I mean, and this could just come from a place of, like, hearing fatigue, and then my ears just being like, just give me a break, and then it's too loud. But I've been on the dance floor in Pekin and and being like, this is so good but also i know i'm destroying my yeah, right yeah. Now, yeah you know i mean also in my in my studies in the first year we were like studying up like two or something two or three weeks about just the air and i was like shocked at how i even can hear anything yeah, because yeah. like how actually how quick your air gets damaged it's, and it's so sensitive yeah it's so sensitive just even like milliseconds of exposure of loud volume can like damage your air and your air like naturally has a, like compresses and and there, there's so many things that affect your air yeah, yeah. and i was just like I was completely, I was like, I can't even, because all of these years, I swear, I was the person who was hanging onto the back of the truck on mm. Carnival. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. dancing Carnival on scene, this, yeah. like, six-foot sound system. Yeah. Like, next to my hugging 100%. it. You know? 100%. And I, just every party, I was always right at the front of the speaker. Yeah. And I don't know how I did that. Like, I don't know how my Yeah, ears. yeah. And, and, and you're just like, you want more, you want more, you yeah, want to feel exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened to me is I got these earplugs, and then I went to Bergen with the earplugs. That time we were there for my birthday, and it was a total game changer for me. I mean, like it's a different experience you have to get accustomed to it but you feel a little bit more like in a bubble but is it the kind of earplugs that also like they allow yeah high quality sound well they're made for like festivals and clubs right so Mm -hmm. they're made for you know this so the thing is i put them on and then you you get a custom that you know and you kind of have to make sure that it blocks it out but it doesn't completely block it out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and um but it just protects you and then what happens is that i got accustomed to wearing these um earplugs and then when i went back last weekend um with raf um, I brought them again and I was put them in being a good boy. But then I was like, wait a minute, like it's actually n- not even that um, loud. So I ended up taking them out and, and just having a night because then I found that wearing them was actually depleted. And I think mm-hmm. that my ears, like after not wearing earplugs, were just like, yeah, they were just getting damaged. And then after finally using the earplugs, I gave my ears a chance to like recover. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is actually so. When I got tinnitus from this Burkine experience, was traumatizing <laughs> for me, honestly, because I work, I work in sound and I work in sound design. So it's like this. I'm like literally my, my thing that I'd love to do is like spend hours just tweaking little frequencies, you know. Like I, I need my ears to work, and so I got home. I'm sitting in my kitchen. 
And I'm like looking for this noise, you know, I'm just like, where's this noise coming from? I was just like, I had no, idea. I didn't even think it could happen to me. I don't know. It wasn't in my mind. And then I realized it was coming from inside of me. And I just like immediately, I just was like, okay, I'm going to sleep now. I literally yeah. just like went to my bed and I just fell asleep with my clothes on and everything because I was like, I can't. Yeah, I've had it before from like, just from like stress, I get it as well. But yeah, then yeah. the worst thing, the, the worst part about this is when you start stressing about it, then it gets, it worse. gets worse. It gets worse. It's so now you too. have to like, yeah, yeah. cool. Up, now you have to chill. Yeah, chill. So exactly. Because it happens to me. And yeah. then I read that it's like super, it's triggered by stress yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. And so this is, so I was like, that's what I knew. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start looping about this. If I, if I stay awake, I just yeah. threw on some white noise because it helps uh, the frequencies mm-hmm. thing, like block them out. And then I went to sleep and then I did a fuckload of research on it. I got my earplugs, but I also, you guys want to like know about how to protect your ears. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, okay. So I found that it, like I did, there's like the study, there's a few studies. If you take magnesium, vitamin A, vitamin E. And which those things are also great for your skin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Vitamin wait, C, um, magnesium, A, and E before you party, or I think K. I don't know. I have to look at. I'll tell you for sure later. Wait, vitamin K or K? <laughs> no, <laughs> but vitamin K. Before no, but you party K. But <laughs> like, but for sure, it's like uh, magnesium. Um, I was like, I'm magnesium, <laughs> magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin A. And you do that before the party and it reduces like the amount of mm. damage your air gets. And then when you get home, take zinc because it helps repair. And like you can like significantly like affect, like reduce the, like the, um, the impact that loud noise has on your ears. Okay. With the earplugs, you're good. You're Gucci. Honestly, you're good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still like I, I, you should still like, I mean, I would still do those things, you know, because mm. it's kind of, it's scary, you know, it's like a. Yeah, it's like losing your. It's like uh, that that yeah. that movie. Especially uh, as people get out, you know music. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was like one whole week, and I thought, okay, yeah. this is it now. Oh, you had it for a week. A week nonstop, and then oh and then I also didn't go into music for two weeks after that because I was so terrified. Because mm. I know if you if you get tinnitus, the worst thing you can do is go back to loud music. Yeah. You have to like if you give your ears like some time to to rest, then it's okay. But if you get tinnitus and you go back into loud music with tinnitus, you risk making it permanent. Mm. So I was oh just like, God. I was just like completely middle of summer. I was like, I'm staying home. <laughs> like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm scared that the, the like ambulance is going to pass me in the street and something. I was just so, I was really freaked out. But the earplugs, like, they make you feel invincible. You know what I mean? To sound. And then you could press up on the speaker mm. like a child. And then, because <laughs> yeah. then you're in bed going up on the speaker and you're really feeling it. And yeah. you're like, yeah. You're vibing with You know what I mean? Shows. And you're like totally like yeah. protected. Because the thing is, I mean, the sound engineers um, don't always do a good job. You know what I mean? Even in these big clubs, sometimes I could just hear no, that yeah, the music sometimes. is too loud. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because they're not, you know what I mean? And it might not be the sound engineer. You know, it could be the DJs as well because that's a thing. You know, when DJs love to max DJs it. DJs love to max out max it out you know what i mean yeah. i mean like and, and that's why they have all those stickers on mixers and clubs and everywhere else being like yeah don't go past this level honestly you know? like i i'm so thing about it like but i don't know like even when i was playing in city first last weekend like i i was so careful about not redlining it because the guy before me redlined it and then the artist care came and just like maxed all my levels and i was just like well if you do it then fuck it like sure i just don't want my music to sound i just don't want it to clip and sound. i don't want this because yeah, yeah, yeah. i hate this like tapping noise yeah, yeah yeah i hate the clipping but so how was it then because I was there, you <laughs> at Sisyphus. So, I mean, but that's not your first time playing Sisyphus. No, it's my second. So, how has it been 
Like what, what what room were you in? Vinzagatan. Oh nice. I fucking love this floor. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Same. I think it's the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the techno floor wasn't even playing like like tech. It was playing like dumb techno. For me, sometimes yeah. I go to this club, I just go to the floor and yeah. I leave. I don't go anywhere else. I yeah. just love my I always check out the techno floor, but sometimes but Hamahala. They, I like the yeah, is it yeah. Hamahala? The yeah, big yeah, yeah. The really, really big I like, one. but I also like the tunnel. Yeah. That is that <gasps> the tunnel. Is, oh my god, I I can't wait for it to open again. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love this. It's like really it's like it's such a good vibe, yeah. Yeah, it's really it's like it's like it's a nice in between Hammer Room and Yeah. It's a day rave also, which I like. No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. The Hamahala in the in summer yeah. is the like corridor thing. No, no, no. Hamahala is always Hamahala. Yeah, that's yeah. always. The, yeah, the like. corridor. So in summer, the corridor opens ten or twelve, whatever, and ends at ten. And as soon as it ends, Hamahala opens. Oh, okay. okay. And it's that's usually nice it's a bit. It's like super fast, really fast music, like anywhere from techno to trance. It's a hard groove to, like, I don't know. It's just, like, fast and fun. I'm in love with hard groove. Yeah. (laughs) Hard groove is, like, my She comes to my party. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to... What, you playing hard groove now? No, no, but there's... Kanisha's playing hard groove. Where are you throwing it? Um, I'm plugging my party, everyone. Mensch Meyer next Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next Friday. Yeah, we don't have anything else going on. I'm playing 6 to 8 a.m. So... Oh, yeah, that's a gig. You can also wake up and... What do you mean we don't have anything? We have a gig on Saturday. Saturday. But, okay. But six, I'm <laughs> that means six, we could party until Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. 5 p.m. Six, 6 to 8 a.m. In, on Saturday morning. So maybe... Yeah, yeah. So it'll be Friday night in like in, partying yeah, into your set. Yeah. And then like we... Have a little nap. Well, it wouldn't be a little nap. It will be I'll sleep. You know? <laughs> because then this, the dinner's at 7, right? Yeah. yeah so it'll be sleep until, it'll be sleep until dinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but then if we're going to talk about this party, I should also say that it's th- being thrown together with Movement th- 13 and Cement, which are two other collectives. And it's a uh, 100% of profits go to Zeebrugge and Feminist of Berlin. And it's a Soli party. And it's like uh, a, um, lots of different music from techno to bass to house. Sorry, there's like rules about like what we can and can't say from Menschmeier. Like we can't talk about the amount of flows and stuff. But okay. but yeah, like there's lots of different music. It's going to be a fucking vibe. So nice. Okay, nice. we should definitely... Yeah, well, that's <laughs> well I, I think I already told her hard luck six a.m. is a real yeah. I mean, but but Friday night into. Mm. I mean, if you Saturday. even if you just come for a bit, like you don't have to stay for my set. Honestly, I just yeah. like I would love if you come and support be. and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 I, I, I come I come at six a.m. to yeah no it's cool boy. it's cool if you I could maybe come at six a.m. to yeah. like that might <laughs> be more my tease yeah yeah either like wake up and come to me or just like. I'm not. I'm never offended if my friends don't stick around for my set. Honestly, yeah. it's like I'm really. Are you there all night? I'm there from the beginning. Yeah, okay. we're, we're we're doing we're cooking a dinner for the crew and the artists from like so I'm there from like nine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there for like twelve hours. No, more like fifteen hours probably. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be a long one. Okay, so <laughs> I'll bring you breakfast. Yeah, please. That would be amazing. So, mm. so coming back to what I was... Sorry, yeah, Del Tito. Like, we're there from 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into your first experience with your compass and map in <laughs> and going from that to then actually playing Sisyphus. Oh my God, it was yeah. so... Wow, I loved it. It must have been like a whole... Like, you feel like you're... I made a full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I really yeah. felt like I made a full circle. Yeah, I feel like... Those experiences mm-hmm. when you come here and you experience something and then it kind of sparks something in your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get the opportunity to contribute or, or be a part of that thing. It's such a, 
it's such a strange feeling but like a yeah no I mean it's also kind of like it was kind of like a dream of mine you know like I really loved this floor and I loved I also um I just had so many the music that I play now a lot of it's like I heard some legends playing in Wintergarten and they're really like this that's kind of like transformed I know that's so cheesy to say but it's true like there I heard some stuff and I never heard the way like I once saw Toby Neumann play there and the way that he just like like played like mastered the energy mm-hmm. and the tension and the release for six hours mm-hmm. and just kept it peaking but all, always had like in in like such control I don't know it just made me rethink about the way that I compose my sets you mm-hmm. know about like how I work energy yeah and then also just like yeah, it's going to the library, like hearing like really good house. I mean, there's other also places, other places I've danced and stuff a lot, but this one was really um, house music, like pretty important for me. And I just had so much fun there, and I really, really wanted to get booked there, and I and I just didn't know, I had no idea how to, and um, yeah, and then like I actually like the way that I got booked would have been a way that I never would have thought of before, like I. In when was it? In July, I think, or in August last year, I I just like released a set on my on my SoundCloud, um, the minimal explosion one. And I actually I actually made that set because I played a really shit gig. Yeah, and I just like I it was actually the gig that we played when we did back to back upstairs and and Klunka kind of. You call it a set a set shit? <laughs> no, no, no. It, my part, our back to back was fun because it was the first time I allowed myself to like not plan. Yeah. But my whole set I planned from I and was a, pushing you to go faster. I was like, can we go faster? Yeah. Can we go faster? <laughs> I never that fast. It was like one twenty six, and she's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was the second. Oh, no, this was the second time. Not, oh, yeah, not the first. The first time was the, like way, 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 way back when. And I that's that when, was good. Yeah, I was like that. No, it was good, but um, all of our back to backs were good, and my set was also good. But like I, at this point, I was kind of like, I was still like really afraid to just go into the deep end and like bring songs and not know what I'm gonna play, mm-hmm. and just like vibe with it and be kind of like. Um, I always forget the word. Like spontaneous. When, not, yeah, spontaneous, but like, um, whatever, there's another word for it. But um, but yeah, and then I played this set and I just left. It just somehow crushed me. I don't know. Like I went home and I was just like, when I sometimes when I play a bad gig, I really am like depressed for like a few days because mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I put so much, this is like so much, so much of my art, you know, this is so much my art and I, and I feel like anybody can pick good tracks you know anybody can put a few good tracks together and if that's not like I don't really like big myself up for being able to do that it's like how I put it together and like you know and like how I control the energy and what I give back and like what do I give the people because everybody they're there because they want to dance they Mm want to have a good time and I want to give that to them so I don't know I played the set and it was just like I prepared the whole thing from A to Z and I just knew like about five minutes in or 10 minutes in that like what I prepared probably is not going to fit, but I was too afraid to go out of it. And anyway, I played my set. It was a good set. And then I went home and I just thought like, I don't know, I just was like so crushed by it. And I was like, I didn't make anything like I didn't make something that was I feel like I didn't create something. Mm. And then I was just like really like meditating on what is my sound? What is it that I want to make? Like, what do I want to create? What kind of sounds do I want to move towards? And then I just kind of, um, yeah, like just just like spontaneously made it. And then I, and I played a lot of tracks that were more like 
um, breaky, bassy, electro that I'm also always afraid to play on dance floors because I feel like sometimes people really just want a four on four and I'm afraid to just play like my more mm-hmm. experimental sounds because I fucking have so much, I have so, half of my library is stuff that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like just super, super weird and I'm always trying but to I feel find. like people are also hungry for it here. Yeah, yeah so I it's mean. It's about how you, how you present. Exactly, it's how you blend it in and I'm yeah. always like waiting. Sometimes, I, like the other day I played a track that I downloaded four years ago and it's like, yes, finally, it's the right moment <laughs> yeah. to play it, you know. Um, and... Yeah, and then I played that and I just thought I really made it for myself to just kind of find solace, you know, to yeah, just yeah. feel like yeah. to feel like I like I found myself in my art again, you know, to because I was so confused after this. Mm. And then I just thought it was nice so I uploaded it. And that that's the set that got me majority of my gigs. Mm. Honestly, I was shocked. And then like this guy that I knew, uh, this other DJ that I went and I saw and played in Sissy Foss and I loved his set and I just like texted him after me like your set was great. Um, then we followed each other and then he saw it and then he forwarded it to the, but for him, from his own forwarded it to the book of Sisyphus and then the book of Sisyphus said yes. And I was just like, because of this set, like, honestly, I thought no one was going to like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's I, such, a, yeah. such an important lesson that's on like staying yeah. to yourself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then that's when I was like, okay, now I, um, and also like, I, so this was like three weeks after. So basically I got booked. I was. Also, so then when I got books for Sissy Foss, I was making an album for my, my second year of my degree. I was like locked in my flat for three weeks. I did not leave my flats. I literally didn't speak to anyone. And there was one day I didn't even open my front door for like seven days. Mm. Like I was just like did making music. I also am a night, I'm a night worker. So I got, when I really have to work a lot, I get super into the night rhythm. So I was starting work at like 6 p.m., going to bed at 9 a.m. Mm. And then sleeping through the days. So I was on a completely different like world from everyone else. I felt like I was just like, I don't know. And then at the end of it, I wrote an essay. So I finished my album. I'm writing my essay. It's due that same day. <laughs> and then it's like four in the afternoon or something. And they're like, yo, do you want to play in City Fast tomorrow at 6 a.m.? And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I cried. I was like, fuck, I'm not oh, wow. ready. I'm like, I had no, and I still hadn't at this point done any like, um, like I hadn't, like at this point I was still preparing all of my Mm -hmm. stuff and they were like four hours I'm like okay I can't prepare for four hours for sure not and um and yeah and and then I just kind of like I don't know I just I finished my essay at 9 p.m at 10 p.m I went to my friend's place I I was like I got her got to her no I got to her place at like 12 and then I just started like throwing all of like I just went through all of my library and just threw like 200 tracks into a folder I hadn't slept, hadn't seen people for like three weeks. I was just like totally, I hadn't downloaded any new music. I just don't, don't even know. And I went in there and I just played. And then it was like, honestly, the most fun gig ever. <laughs> and then that's when I was like, wow, I'm actually like a little bit better than I thought I was. Like, I just need to trust myself. Trust, yeah. trust your taste, trust your talent. People have been telling me that all the time. Yeah, including me. I tell this all the time. Like we'd be DJing and she'd make a transition and she'd be like, ah. Oh, like, I don't know, I feel like my mixing is so bad. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? I'm super critical yeah, yeah. on myself. Like, my standards are so high. And this is actually... The imposter syndrome is big on you. Yeah, it's like, it's not, like, it's not even... I don't know, I'm just like, it's really, it's a blessing and a curse because it makes me push myself a lot. But every time I achieve a goal, I'm like, all right, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't I good enough like I'm, anymore. I'm the you know? same way, yeah. 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 But yeah. I can also imagine if you like, because if you look up to the kind of DJs that play in Winter Garden, I remember being in Winter Garden and it's one of my favorite places to mm. listen to house music just because the DJs that they book all manage to make you 
never notice when a song ends and when the next song starts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They completely put you in a trance with house music. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's really, I mean, also the vibe in there is just like so good. It's Mm -hmm. just always, it's always just like, it doesn't matter what time you go in there. Like if it's whatever time in the morning or night, people are just hands in the air, just fucking vibing, you know, having a great time. And I don't know, that flow gave me so much. Yeah, everyone is smiling. Everyone's in a good mood. Mm -hmm everyone has Zach and just like you know just yeah. <laughs> like Zach's have eyes like, yeah. yeah Zach is in again so yeah, yeah. Um, and I just really wanted to give that back I really want to be like man this floor gave me so many yeah. I like I have to and also I got booked for like 6am to 10am which is kind of like like I love it because at that point people either like already been partying all night and are like looking to leave but they want to they want a reason to stay and then there's people coming in who are like fresh and like want something, you know, to start yeah. their day. And I love, like, I find like my music because I like to sometimes go a bit moody. I like to go a bit dreamy. And very often, like, my favorite sets are after hour sets. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a bit, it's like nostalgic and moody, but also like very dance forward yeah. and bouncy. And so it was like really like, fuck, I could not have a more perfect time. I'm so happy about this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm not picking up myself here, but honestly, it was just <laughs> like, like no, really, it was a moment. It was like, a moment for me, you know, it was really like yeah. when I was like, okay, and I'm, I'm not like, I just need to really like trust myself, honestly, yeah. and just like go and just like jam and just like really like allow myself to get into the flow. And there's nothing that feels better than just being so in the flow with your music that you're not even yeah. thinking about what you're playing. You're just 100%. kind of like, you're just, you're just doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I asked that question because I know, I mean, but first time I went to Renato was not, I mean, it was not my first time in a club, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when I got booked to play there, it was it was cool for me because I remember it was one of the first clubs I went to when I came here and they asked me to close on a, on a, uh, it was a Friday or Saturday or whatever. But closing that room, the room that I remember being in and, and, and having like a good time and, and kind of taking in everything, you know, it was your red room, which is like a, a good middle ground. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like like winter garden you know what I mean yeah. it's like a good and, and I felt like I was so ready for it mm. you know I felt like I was so ready for it and then like I went in there and, and I was so calm I, I, I remember thinking it was the first time that I was I was nervous but then it was like um, yeah I, I, I wasn't like and I was and I was playing after Damon G who was oh, somebody nice. who <laughs> Whose remix of um, "Power to the People" was, oh, yeah, was that, one of that like was a big one. <laughs> my favorite uh, tracks, and it's such a good after hours mm. track. And I remember playing after him, and it was just like, yeah, come in full circle, and you feel like, yeah, like that. That that is one of the moments that you feel okay. I'm getting somewhere, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. It was really, yeah. That's it. That's it. I just really like thought. I mean. It was just kind of also a boost of confidence that I needed because I was so down. Like, I mean, I made the set, and but I still hadn't, like, I was still in the mood of, like, who the, what the fuck am I playing? What's my yeah. sound, you know? Like, what am I making? Like, what am I actually doing here? If I'm, I can't just be making a playlist, you know? Yeah. And then to just really, like, I don't know. It's just, like, creating something, jamming something, jamming and just, like, making something on the spot and... And then really like serving the dancers and dancers like really giving you back the energy and stuff. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is why. Yeah, this is what I I'm feel doing. Like, <laughs> like it makes sense now. I remember. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like now I think the most interesting 
sets that I have, uh, sets that kind of take me by surprise where like, I, I mean, I never plan um, sets and I feel like the, the mystery of how it's going to go or like a challenge that comes mm. up. Like, I mean, it sucks when like something's not working, like a, a turntable's not working or CG's not working. Mm. But then when you know, when you have like, it's now a challenge because then mm. you can't go from maybe digital vinyl, vinyl to vinyl. Yeah, you have yeah. to go for, and then it, it makes things interesting in a way. And like last night, <laughs> last night, for example, I played a, a punker, punker club oh, in, in, in Vetting. It was cool, but heady joke. Why so did you I, tell me? Um, because it was last minute and it was kind of, I was to punk all the time. Just letting you know for the future, like, right. well, here's <laughs> well, a joke, right? So I go there early, um, I'm opening, uh, it was like a fundraising thing. Um, there, uh, and, um, I'm looking for a venue now, right? I'm looking for a venue for, for, for we applied for this grant. We want to, uh, throw this event. So I'm looking for venues in, in vetting, right? Cause I'm trying to keep it local for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go in here and the guy who booked me, like, he's telling me about the, the venue. He introduces me to the guy. So I tell the guy, I'm like, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking for a venue right now. I apply for, for grants and I'm looking for blah, 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 blah. And he goes, yeah, cool. Um, the only thing is, I'll just tell you straight, like, we don't do four on the floor music. Like, oh, really? no house, no techno. Oh, really? Straight up, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, Hello, you know, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah. Um, we normally do a lot of dub. We do, we do a lot of experimental music and whatever. And then he's it's like, a cool challenge. Because he said, like, yeah, everybody in Berlin is doing house yeah. and techno, and he and he said he has this crowd, and he just wants to. He says, like, like electro. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. all that is good. He's okay. like German bass, electro, breakbeat, whatever. Okay. You know, but then he's like, yeah, no house, no techno, which. So it's like your what you DJ. I'm like, I'll litter, you know. So I mean the fucking so, positions you get in. Yeah, so, I'm like, so I'm like, hmm, okay, you know, and this is time like people start coming early, so I'm supposed to open at like X time, but it's like, I don't know, forty five minutes till X and then like people are here, the guy comes up to me, he's like, You ready? Could you just start now? You know? <laughs> I'm like mm, okay you know and then the the promoter comes up to me and he's like i'm so sorry i didn't i didn't know about this like because of course he was aware of what i played he's like i'm so sorry i didn't know about this like uh, uh. wait they told you at the club when you got there yeah 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 so okay. no, no, no 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 but the context was i was speaking to the owner about through an event so he was uh-huh. telling me this right and then he um oh in in that context is when you found in out. that context <laughs> oh, is when okay. is when I found out. But he said okay. for that night in particular, he's like he was like whatever, play what you want, right? Yeah. He was kind of for the event. It was a, a fundraiser for for it was a Ukraine fundraiser, and he was like, yeah, he came up to me afterwards, and he was just like, yeah, I mean, also no, like play what you want, right? Mm-hmm. But I had already gotten in this the zone of because because then what happened <laughs> is I was like. Okay, let me see if you could play an entire set, like two hours, no like four on the floor, right? Which is something I've literally never done before, mm. you know? But you um, have the music. But I have the music, but I've never put it together. Like I've played like, you know, you play short bursts of like electro mm. and then you move on to, you know, but I've never done like start to finish, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yeah. And then most of the stuff that I have that's not four on the floor is like 145. I'm going to start banging out this place at 145, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then... It really, like, it really, like, uh, uh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge, you know? I really was like, okay, le- I didn't have to. I could have played, like, like what I was planning to, well, what I thought I would play, you know? But then I thought, nah, let me let me try this, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like the start, like, it's, it's no pressure kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? There's no, you know? And um, 
it went really well you know what i mean like had a lot of fun like like this guy <laughs> like people had a lot of fun this guy came out and he was just like <laughs> he was like so guy i'm so guy <laughs> And he was like, because I, I was really playing like really cool stuff that I was uh, like, I never That you downloaded, but you never play, yeah. That, Did uh, you record the set? No, no, I no. never, I also, like, I hate this question. I never record my shit. People are so vexed all the time. Yeah, yeah, I never record my set. But like, I feel like I would love to hear Kyle two-step. Yeah. <laughs> it was two-step. It was more like, do you know, Kyle, do you know yeah. Mel G? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I played like a Mel G set, basically, uh, right? Yeah. I don't know what Mel G. I don't know who Mel G is. Explain she, that. She's super sick. No, no, no. But I'll, I'll show you her stuff. But it's like lots of like electro and breakbeat, and her mm-hmm. and her and her boyfriend both play like the same thing, and they they just rip it up. They're so maybe good. we can start a little side project because honestly, my electro and bass and stuff folder is like just as big as my house, and I never like I threw yeah, in yeah. a few tracks here and there, you know. But I have so much. Maybe we can like yeah, yeah. Maybe we could we could work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. I was thinking about it. No, because I I was I was. Um, I wasn't surprised because I knew I had the music, but what I was worried about was the vibe because a lot of what I'm playing is like just really, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of what I'm playing is just really like fast, like very, mm-hmm. but it's, but because it's like hip hoppy kind of, you know what I mean? It, it, it can work, but I was worried that it would be too much, but people, people were on it, you know what I mean? And it I made mean. me. Yeah, yeah, people were so on it that mm. it made me think like, geez, maybe I can't do a party here. You know I mean? like, so, but yeah, it was just like those moments where you, you feel like, you know, um, yeah, where you don't know how it's going to go, you know, or you get a curveball mm-hmm. and you deal with it. I learn, I learn everything I learned is always in a gig. Yeah. Like life. Yeah. Like life. Honestly, yeah. it's just, I think, but then also, you know, I, I mean, I fuck up a lot. Like there, some there wasn't. I think it was September. No, it was November. I had a lot of gigs in November, last November, and every other gig was shit. Oh well, it wasn't shit. I just kind of like always the worst is like when you start to freak out and you start to like overthink your yeah, you're not decision. having fun anymore. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I I don't know. Like I start to panic or I start to get nervous or something because I I'm not sure about my decision or something and then I overthink it and I pick the wrong track or I like I don't mix in the right I don't transition in the right point or something because I'm just thinking too much rather than feeling. Mm-hmm. But almost everything I learned is also like doing back to back with you or doing back to back with friends and then just like seeing the way that they mix because everybody mixes differently. This yeah. is also something mm-hmm. that like shocked me because I remember once I was in this after album and I was playing already for like 10 hours or something like honestly I was DJing for a while and my friend was like do you want to just like chill and like hang out with us for a bit and I was like no actually I want to keep on playing but <laughs> like nah like actually I'm good here like I'm, I'm, having, here, yeah, I'm yeah. having fun but yeah. but yeah I'll come and I'll, it was her birthday so I went and I, and I hung out and this other guy started playing um with my music and I kept on going back up to like see what the track he was playing because I kind of was just like I was like, is this my music? Because mm-hmm. the way that he was like mixing was in a way that I had never like so completely different from the way that I mix. Like he was like completely patching up these songs and everything, like one song over the next song. And the context of uh, yeah. each song changes yeah, because yeah. of that. Yeah. And then he was like just completely cutting out one melody, which is something I would never do. I'm yeah. always blending, but yeah, he's yeah. just like cutting out one melody, putting it. Yeah. And then he was, and I was just like so shocked. And I was like, wow, this is my music. And for like one hour, I didn't even recognize my music. And that's when I was like, you can, I mean, this was already a year and a half ago, but that's when I was like, wow, you, 
you can there's so many different ways of mixing yeah. so many different ways and every time I play a gig with somebody I learn a different way or like every time I'm like yeah all of my skills and my practice really comes like in like like solidified within a live gig because it's when there's a pressure and you're just kind of like you just have to make something mm, yeah, yeah outside of your comfort zone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah. that's why back to backs are nice because you you have to feed off of you know you have to share the space you have to share the energy mm -hmm. and you have to share the contributions and how yeah. you do it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it forces you to yeah accommodate and learn and it's also know. so fun because you really find like I don't know, you kind of find the energy, the energetic, like, middle ground of you and that person. Mm. Because I, I truly believe, like, this is something I stand by, is that if you, if you want to know how you and a person are going to get along, listen, like, ask them to send you 10 of their favorite tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, really, like, also, if you want to know if you're going to, like, if you're, like, dating somebody and you don't like their music, it's probably also not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I think that music just yeah. speaks to parts of your personality that language can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and it just, tell, it just tells you about, like, in this moment, like, where you are in your life at this moment, because obviously the music you like changes. Yeah. But, like, what frequency you're vibing on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, if you, like, when you're, like jamming with a friend you never did a back-to-back -back with them you never played any music with them and then you just like find this like weird part where this end of your spectrum the end of their spectrum of music meets and you're just kind of like playing your tracks but it's blending with their tracks in a different way and you're like wow this is like something i would have never done before mm -hmm. but this is like how this is a sonic representation of our friendship i think it's yeah like, that's yeah. what i like to yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. a beautiful way to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true and back to back yeah. so cool yeah it's yeah. true i think it's a really a really it's cool always thing. and it's always like a mystery you have no idea what's gonna happen mm -hmm. and, but always most of the time 99 of the time it works out really well yeah, yeah it's true because when i play with when i play with you it's different when i play with celia it's mm -hmm. different you know yeah. when i play yeah. with you it's different you know what i mean and it, it's interesting you know because mm -hmm. i feel like our styles are, are very different Joanna and, and I, we have very, like, like our styles are very, like, in line in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, and it always comes out, like, as a new thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's so cool. And it's also just fun because your music then sounds so different. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally. playing it on top of a track that I've, like, I own nothing like this in my library, but all of a sudden it works. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. And then also sometimes when I'm, like, jamming with friends, like, friends who are, like, only doing bass music and stuff, like, we, like, we find, like, this, I don't know, this because I have you have so much different type of music in your library and then you also like play some of your stuff and you hear your music differently mm -hmm. also you hear yeah. your music differently and um sometimes I like create like a mood or a vibe that I never actually felt like to make from my own before you know and then all of a sudden it's just like a whole I don't know I actually sometimes I think about starting lots of different projects with people, but I feel like it's just too much. Like my brain mm -hmm. can't actually hold that. I don't know how some people have like 12 different alias and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know how. You know, it's, it, this is something <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like kind of strongly about it because I've thought about it because I have so much music and a lot of it is, you know, it can really get different mm -hmm. and strange from what people know me for. And then I've thought like, because back in the day, like when records was the thing right. you know what i mean it was like like djs would like cut records under different like aliases like all the time it was always like a it was like a thing and then it's like if you look up like i don't know like big djs from the 90s if you look them up on wikipedia you'd see like 12 like aliases that they released under you know and i think the record um like ecosystem kind of like um 
allowed for that because it was a lot more when there was no internet you know what i mean mm-hmm. you couldn't search who this was so if you, you saw, could also release records anonymously yeah yeah which yeah. people did all the time exactly yeah. exactly so mm-hmm. there was there was so much mystery around a record when it was like a strange name or no name mm-hmm. and i think that there was a lot more hype now but but now where i think you could kind of like google anything you know um i think that i've because I've, I've thought about it i was like i'm playing a lot faster now um i i, I play a lot more I wouldn't say I play techno now. I mean, I do play techno now, but I play techno that's like in line with the house that I am into. You know, um, I, I, I've now re- expanded my like break, like electro and breakbeat library in a way that like I tried it in Trinidad. I, I tried playing like this, like breakbeat once and I just watched the crowd like def. I saw the energy <laughs> definitely change. And I was like, Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> And mix out so fast, you know what I mean? Because they they don't know it. But then, like here, like people are really into it, and people really like it. Now, I feel like it's now kind of up and coming here. I mean, I I could see it getting big in Trinidad. I could see it getting big in Trinidad too. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's it's what we know. You know what I mean? Like it reminds you of hip hop, and people already know how to move it. But like they're confused. It also eased into it. It also like reminds me a lot of like. Tassa drums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, reggae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dubbed, so it comes from. And like, I feel like I've thought about you know all these different tastes, and then I thought, am I going to come up with a new name if I want to mix a certain way? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, no, because I feel like that's kind of counterintuitive yeah. to mm-hmm. the idea that one person can be into many things. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God, that's exactly the whole struggle. When I dropped the U from the end of my name, when I changed my DJ name, it was also I had to come up. With, I even made it own different Instagram accounts and everything because I was like. I want to play this different music, the music I play now, but like, how am I going to do it? But I want to play breaks and I want to play bass, but I also want to play house and I want to play this dreamy stuff. And I just thought like, I don't I know. Like that's fine. Like I have so many friends or so many DJs I look up to that yeah. are known for the fact that they have a variety of what they yeah, like yeah. to listen to. And, what, and it's more human. I mean, nobody listens to just one genre. Exactly. Like, it's more know? human. It just makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has I mean. one interest. I mean, I guess some kind of way to do well, it. <laughs> Exactly. Some people do. I mean, this is kind of what I was thinking, you know, like I, in the end, I decided to just, I changed my DJ name because I was, I was jumping up like 20 BPM, you know, like I really, I wanted to like kind of close off the down tempo chapter because and not get like also not confuse people about anything and just like really, Mm. I mean, I literally just went from Jana Nu to Jana N. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it wasn't a huge change, but, um, oh, wait, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, like the, about the um, about the music and like the genres and stuff. Like I, I was thinking, okay, so what is it? Like I thought about this for a really really long time. Also, I was like, if I want to play all of these different genres, like how am I gonna do it so that people people don't get confused when they want to book me? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. It's That's just also because, my main concern. And I think there's two ways you do it. Like you either get you're either known as being a multi genre DJ mm-hmm. or not essentially like you and you have to kind of like but if you're if you're doing multi-genre you there's things you have to be like you have to be reliable people have to know that no matter what where they book you for you're gonna serve for the time for the floor for the vibe Hmm. and also like you're gonna you're just gonna bring it you know like exactly yeah and you and like once you have that that's one thing the next thing is like for me it was like okay where's my sound you know like if i'm gonna be playing all this different time music like if I can't say this is this kind of music that I play, I mean, I play predominantly house and I say that now, but like, what is the, what is it that I, what is my music? You know, it's like really, is it in like the way that I do tension and release? Is it in the mood? Is it in the, 
you know, where, where does it, what is my touch? You What's know? the common thread between all of it? Because exactly. I think that is, that is way more difficult. And I say this all the time that that is way more difficult to curate or identify yeah. than if you were to just play one genre all the time. Yeah, yeah. If you are like a techno DJ and you just play techno, like start to finish, of course there are different types of techno. But if you said that I am the, I don't know what dub techno guy, you know, and you just yeah, play yeah. dub techno start to finish, that's a, uh, I don't want to say, I mean, it's not easy in the sense that like what you're doing is easy, but like at, at least you can then block out all the other mm-hmm. genres and say, well, this is my thing. Yeah. But if you play a bunch of different types of music, even within a genre or worse yet, if you play a bunch of different types, like I always come back to a kind of music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like those guys that, you know, I followed them before I came to Berlin and my taste, uh, uh, I say matured like a lot, but I still like really respect those guys and still go to their shows because what they do, what they curate is so impressive, which is they don't play like one style. Like they're, they're known for like their very Afro infused like house, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't go past a certain BPM, but then they also play like this, like retro, like it is like Italo kind of stuff sometimes. And Mm -hmm. it all works. It all works in line. And the, the energy just doesn't change and it's so impressive because mm. it's because the songs are sometimes just so different but it yeah, just yeah. works yeah yeah and i think actually so this whole thing this whole topic was like one like at least one year of me thinking about it and only i would say in the last like only in 2023 for this year that i really start to feel like i landed in it a little bit but like for sure i think I think I thought about it so much that it actually, I overthought it and it was like counterproductive. And actually, I think that you don't really need to, like you, you, first of all, you pick the stuff that you pick, it's already your taste. Mm. It's already stuff that you like, it's already, already, it's kind of like, it's kind of like trying to create a handwriting. Exactly. Write what you write in your handwriting. It's already filtered through you. That's that's so good. Exactly. It's like trying to create a handwriting. Yeah. (laughs) If you you have one. Yeah. You have one. You're ready. Like you write the, everything is already filtered through you. Yeah. And like the, the, your sound is in when you decide to choose what song yeah, yeah that's yeah, it it's yeah, just yeah. like how you and you can and it's just you it's like you don't have to think about it too much like like you, you just think about like oh i feel like i want to like increase the energy now that's a, that's a you decision and, and like the song that you pick is just going to be your song that you mm-hmm. pick and yeah and then your sound is created and actually like the more that you the more that you just like the, well, the more that i moved like that and the more that i was just like okay i'm not going to think about it i'm just going to move intuitively is then when I started to see, like, if I listen to the last four or five sets, like, definitely I can hear now, okay, it doesn't sound so confused anymore. Like, it's a lot, all different, literally all different kind of music, but it all sounds kind of like me. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And I think Honey Dijon spoke about this once, you know? Oh my God, uh, I, love her. I love Honey Dijon. Yeah, yeah. She's a legend. And she played, <laughs> she played Berghain the other day. And, and I remember being you... curious. I didn't go out of Because she played um, on the Berghain floor. I wanted to know yeah, yeah. how she. Exactly. That was my biggest concern. What was she going to do on that floor? I, fucking, I, you know I, I was I mean? there, but I, I couldn't make it. I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like tired. Oh, you were at and then you left. Yeah, I left on because I'm just yeah. like I drink. I just drink a coffee now, and when I get tired, I go. To, I go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go yeah, to yeah, sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I was curious, and I asked someone who was there. I asked a friend of mine um, who was there, and he said that she played. Uh, he would call it like just like 
as hard as her house gets is what he said you know what i mean like like, like hard okay. like really like i don't th- like hard, hard house. like hard house you know what i mean not like i mean he mm. said i mean this is these are his words i don't know somebody else might have more on it you know um but i could see what he says because she has a lot of tracks um that she would have done on the remixes she had that's just kicking and hat the whole mm. time and i could see if you speed that up to a certain level that that can definitely work on mm. that floor, you know, as opposed to on Panorama where she's just, you know, play a lot more, yeah, like housey soulful yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But she said it. Uh, like um, hard groove. It's basically hard groove. No, hard groove, I think it's very tribally. It's very. Um, oh, really? Yeah, 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 so? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, like, I, you know, also, this is what I, I'm pretty shit at labeling genres. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really understand. I think I, like, if I look at my genre folder and I look, like, the, every, every, t- every few times I come back to it, I'm like, that is definitely not that genre. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, in yeah. my brain, it is. I don't know. No, Hard yeah. Groove is, is like a, this kind of a very chaotic sounding, tribally. Um, a very short, like, uh, as opposed to, uh, like, an eight-bar loop, it's, like, much shorter, like, definitely four-bar loops that continue. Uh, and, and a- the way that you, I, how do you get... Because Kyle is very good at breaking down genres. Uh, like, really? I've noticed this, right? <laughs> like, what do you sit down and, like... No, I, I read a lot. No, I, no I, read, I read a lot, and mm-hmm. I, I, I mean... Yeah, I take in a lot, and, yeah, and yeah. very recently, actually, hard groove because hard groove is back in right now. Yeah, right? yeah. but I thought it, no, I genuinely thought it was just like really, really hard, like techno that sounds a little bit like house groove, groovy house. Nine. Mm-hmm. It's this is this is me. Like I'm like it's yeah, fucking yeah. groovy techno. It's like it's like yeah, very short loops. It's like don't a, put that online. <laughs> <laughs> too late. No, yeah, okay. It's very Unedited. it's very short no. loops, right? Um, not too much, like not very sophisticated bassline but it's just very high energy it's just made for like high energy so it's not much melody it's just mad percussion the focus is on drums and it's just a uh, what do you call it when uh, the production term where like uh, uh, the all the sounds come uh, like syncopated like very short syncopated mm. beats um, that are fast and hard and loud and lean towards techno and there's a I mean they just did a feature on Ben, on ben Sims um, who's uh, one of the pioneers of the hard groove sound, mm. and they just a resident advisor just did one on him, so you can go through and he can. Oh, if he's a pioneer, I that, okay. Now I really understand him too. Yeah, yeah, but, okay. yeah, and he he shows like how it how it it started because then he actually started a label called Hard Groove, which mm. then became. Yeah, yeah. So he's considered like a, 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 a one of the, the godfathers of the scene. But I mean, but yeah, but I, I just I just read a lot and taken a lot, and when you follow resident advisor and. Telecom beats mm. and, the, and these channels. They have a lot of. But yeah, I nerd out on the shit. You but know, also, I love the shit. It's just being a nerd. Yeah, just being a nerd. It's being a nerd. Like every time, like honestly, sometimes I wish I could just also like go out and just like not actually think about the music. Just like actually just. You know, like how when you said you're just vibing and Kyle is like talking about the transition. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. That's fucking me. I'm just like, oh, I just wish I could just like not give a fuck, you know, mm-hmm. because because every time I'm out, I'm like, oh, wait, how is this? What is this genre? How is it blending into this? How are they doing it like this? What did they do there? Like, you know, I'm just always working it out in my head. Because I mean, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's work. I think it's just something that I it just... It happens naturally. It just happens naturally. I yeah, just yeah. hear it. And, and it, it's, it's not something that I... It's not something that bothers me. I like, I like, love it. It like excites me when I, yeah, it excites me to like dissect the whole thing, yeah. like yeah. unfold in front. Like I want, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, also this is like I definitely got more into doing that also since I started doing this production, this um, degree because like we, 
Because I was doing, we did everything from recording engineer to mixing engineer to mastering engineer, producing live, producing in the box. And so I approached sound in like so many, that's also kind of why I completely changed my, my music because yeah. I was like, I like all of this stuff. And I really like now I have a whole different view on music. And like now I, I, I just can't stop myself from including it. But like ever since then, now I just always think about, there was this one thing that, um, because we always had to do feedback like we always had to produce and listen to everyone's shit and, and give feedback and it was really great and like one of the things was like okay what is the producer trying to make you what is the producer trying to say with this track you know like how are they like what are they trying to to like what's the voice that they're trying to make or yeah. what are they trying to mm -hmm. say because it's not just about the music it's also like i always think about this guy or person sitting down at the computer and just like making something and I'm like what what is the what is the personality of it and like what is it trying to say and like what and also I feel like now like music is being blended like all the genres are being blended like the new productions it's like super hot like just blended everything and like they all have so many different personalities and so I don't know sometimes mm. I'm just kind of like really thinking a lot I'm like on the middle of the dance floor and I'm just like, in, <laughs> like I'm just like like totally like if somebody's trying to talk to me I'm like what? 100% same thing <laughs> I'm like in my own head and being like alright so what is this this is like is this chancy like what is this is this is, you know what I mean like, yeah. I, like it, I mean it's not even something I try to do it's just something that I love doing and that's why I feel like being a DJ was There's, there was just no other option because mm -hmm. there, I, there's nothing else that I just like I dive headfirst into and get lost in mm -hmm. like like DJ and electronic music it's so interesting though because I don't think I ever talk to people about like how different people listen to music oh really yeah it's really actually I, it's really interesting I think because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have like I don't I don't I feel like I have no conversation in my mind going on when I listen to music like, oh, really? I literally just focus on the different instruments like I'll dive between the layers mm. of whatever instruments that you can use to make the track but just like that's why i love music because it matters mm. like it's the only time where i could really completely turn off have yeah. no yeah, inner yeah. monologue i mean maybe there is one but i just don't hear it because i'm so focused on just mm. like i dissect it as well but i dissect the it, different sounds you like your kind I'm of more of an to. embodied experience of yeah, what yeah, yeah fully. i mean yeah. like i think i think that's also kind of like what sometimes i'm actually like really thinking like what the fuck is going on but a lot of the yeah. times i i um I see music in shapes a mm -hmm. lot. So like I have like a whole different, I have like a whole thing going on in my head, like a whole movie scene mm -hmm. and like of different personalities yeah, yeah. also. Like each instrument or each sound is a different personality. It's a different shape. It's a different color. Mm -hmm. And it's creating this like painting or this story or this scenario. And sometimes like, I don't know, an element might, I might, be like oh it's super mischievous on this one mm -hmm. is like really like it has like actual personalities yeah, yeah, yeah. and then those personalities are like communicating this theatrical play yeah. and it's like that's cute <laughs> it's yeah. really like and also that's how I compose my sets also sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm DJing I'm like okay I want this per personality to come in and like mm -hmm. that's actually how I do it mm -hmm. but yeah it's funny so that funny. you said that it's, because mm -hmm. I I never I can't do that I think that I think that um when I'm <laughs> I think when I'm stoned, <laughs> I can definitely do it. But when I'm not stoned, I can't do it. And I mm -hmm. think that, I mean, it's not something I think too much about, but it's something that I discovered about myself. Because when I came to Berlin and I had this horrible breakup that really, like, that really shattered me. And it was a week, <laughs> Christmas week, sitting in my apartment just crying. And, I, you know, you just try to, you just try to distract yourself, right? Yeah. And 
I listen to music constantly. And but I couldn't listen to music because I couldn't. It sounds silly, but I couldn't it was like it. I couldn't concentrate. You uh, know, on the and music. I couldn't concentrate on the music. I, it just wasn't. It I, you know, my idea was I'm going to put headphones on and get lost in the music. But it just felt like noise in the, on in, top of noise on top mm. of the, yeah. the the all the emotions that I was feeling. Mm. And then I I realized that film is also very important to me, and mm-hmm. film is something it gets your attention. I can absolutely lose myself in yeah wow. i can watch it so funny i have the opposite That's, i was gonna say the same thing opposite. Like i never I'm watch things <laughs> i'm going through a yeah. breakup or if i have too much on my mind and i try to watch a movie then it just feels like i'm overstimulated oh, but no. actually that's how it feels like, with music for yeah. me no, yeah, whereas yeah. with music yeah, yeah. it like music everything else just kind of goes shh, like, shuts down to the quietest yeah. and I, I have it in shapes as well like every yeah. every sound has its own shape but it's more of a physical like like my hand will do one, yeah, one yeah. dance. My chest will dance to another layer of the music. My nice. legs will do something to a different layer of the music, <laughs> nice. you know. Yeah, but it's then, like because it's so physical. I feel like your 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 focus just goes on your body, and or at least for me, my focus just goes on my body and completely tunes out mm-hmm. any kind of thought that was happening. That's amazing. Before. It's really like keep that. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> that, that I think that and the relationship between film and music for me was very mm-hmm. special because then that's how I get lost in music. Is that every song that I hear my mind automatically starts, if I'm not thinking about it in a DJ context, like in a dance floor context, what I'm automatically doing is scoring a movie. Oh, really? (laughs) I automatically start to think of... This. Wow, it's so yeah, yeah. we could just do this. You know but, like yeah. this could be another podcast. <laughs> like, how do people think yeah, about music? Because yeah, honestly, yeah. because how do people listen to music? I follow, yeah. I follow this, um, I follow this this channel on Instagram called uh, Cinephile. Or so I follow a couple of like movie nerd mm-hmm. um, channels, and one of them is Cinephile. And what they do is they talk about uh, uh, scenes where they're like a there's one scene where Jake uh, Chinahala, I pronounce his name, is coming out of subway. I don't know what song it is, right? And he, uh, uh, what movie it is? And he's wearing headphones, and he comes out the subway like dancing and he's dancing out the subway and it's just a it's a shot of him just dancing out the subway like really feeling himself to this song and what this channel will do is they will change the track and they'll do like a multiple slides but you'll slide through and and because of course like in the movie you're hearing what he's hearing right and they play everything from like rock to like hip-hop to everything but and that like really like (laughs) gets me going (laughs) I really think like, oh my God, this is so good. They all work so well. And that's what happens to me. Like when I, when I listen to music, like a hundred percent of the time when I'm listening to music, like on the street, I'm either thinking of a personal experience of mine, an experience that I had DJing or a movie scene where I'm like, this would work so well, you know, like I have this, this is when you're like, not, this is when you're doing just a, listening music. Uh, just listening to music. Uh, right, this is right. when I'm just like, yeah, this is how, this is how I listen to yeah. music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's if I'm really listening so to it funny. and really concentrating, mm-hmm. I'm either thinking of like, yeah, in a DJ context, in a movie context, or or I'm soundtracking a personal experience of mm-hmm. mine, and like that's just that's just how I I I, I work, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's why I think film is so important to me because I think it's so like tied to music nice yeah in a way you yeah. know what I mean and I think that every I, song I, I download it it has a scene in my head yeah you know? I also realize that like people watch films so differently like I I I am almost as interested in the cinematography as the storyline yeah yeah you know what I mean and I feel like a lot yeah, of people, yeah. Well, I don't know when you talk about film and stuff you you're more focused on like 
I feel like I get lost. It's, it's not even about, yeah, and it's not even about the music. It's not to say, like, yeah, the music yeah. comes on, concentrate on music. It's, uh, like, getting lost in the movie, yeah. like, as an experience, yeah. like, as a believable real-life experience. Mm-hmm. It's so important to me, which is why I can't deal with, like, shit acting. As yeah, soon as yeah, I yeah. stop, as soon as I stop believing it, then it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, good movies, and it could be, ver- like, various genres, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if I can feel like this is believable and I can sink myself mm-hmm. into it, like I'm, I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that I could really like totally forget like everything, who I am, heartbreak, it's, everything. Like I don't have the attention span for movies. I'm really like I'm super ADD and like sometimes I just like I, f- I wish I could be a film person, but like because I really like a lot of films, but like I just never, I get like bo- not bored, but like I, I don't know. Like but, and also it's. Coming back to this topic about music and, and film and, like, like I don't know, zoning out and stuff. Like, when I'm, like, really going through something emotional, I can't listen to music. Mm. You it's can't. Actually, it's, like, really counterproductive yeah, to yeah, what yeah. I'm doing also because, like, I've gone three months without listening. I li- literally, in those three months, I only listen to music when I'm preparing, mm-hmm. like, putting tracks into my folder for a gig. And then when I play my gig and then I leave. And, like, that's it because, like, music is so heavily emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like so deep into my body. Like my, I have like such physical reactions also from music sometimes. And like if I'm like super going through something and I'm tapped out, it's just like too much for me. Mm-hmm. It just makes me get too connected. But to I almost feel like that. That's that's those, those are the moments when I need it the most because they yeah. let me like connect to whatever's happening on the inside and kind of let it flow out. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's for me, it's like an active choice. Yeah. Like be like, okay, I can't. I'm over- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm overwhelmed, and like we're just gonna like shut down. Mm-hmm. And it's really just like I don't listen to music, and it's super weird. Like I also haven't put my headphones. I bought my headphones now, but that's only because I was like talking to my mm-hmm. 20 40 minute <laughs> podcast notes in my yeah, yeah. my flatmate but i haven't put my headphones on my ears like i mean i'm in the middle of my thesis project and i'm so stressed about mm-hmm. it and i have so many things to do all the time that like i get kind of overwhelmed listening to music because always every time i listen to a track i'm just like yeah i'm so analyzing i'm like oh i want to put it into this yeah. i want to use it like this yeah, and like yeah. it's just too much yeah, for yeah. me to have like i have no so you'll never listen to music and just like just follow the keys so what and then like i'll <laughs> so have, I'll have a I'm track saying. that i love right i'll fall in love with this track and then every time i listen to the track i'll like follow a different instrument in the entire tra- yeah. track from start to finish so this is this is what i'm now realizing right i'm not i'm now like putting thought into it and because of course i i get lost in music right but I get lost in music that's heavily acoustic, mm-hmm. like uh, a Bob Marley, you know, grew mm-hmm. up on Bob Marley. You know, my your parents, like Bob Marley was like their thing. Yeah. So I listened to a lot of Bob Marley growing up and um, uh, the live uh, tracks because the the recording of um, of Waiting in Vain, which is, is my favorite song from him, there's always this like, it was recorded live and they never like fix it or like, I don't know, the song that made it to like the album like has feed has a feedback thing in it, right? Mm-hmm. And it just like, it just, it feels so real and that's when I lose myself. Mm-hmm. When like, it feels like a, like a like a live yeah, human like experience, a like a movie. And when there's this, so um, when music is a movie, then <laughs> <laughs> no, because no real talk, really because really, yeah. because because yeah, because, yeah, because yeah. John John Mayer um, is not someone that I uh, would listen to in any other context. Except in the 2007, (laughs) in 2007, he recorded a live, live from Los Angeles was an album that he put out. Yeah. And that album 
was a, is one of my favorite albums ever. Mm. And I mean, of course, because he's super talented and just rips on the guitar completely. Yeah. <laughs> but like, because you're there and you can hear the crowd and mm. you can hear all the, we were talking about this the other day with live performances, you know, and you, you know, you can hear him, you know, she, when it's not the, when it's not, not the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I have to say like, it's I'm not, not I'm not even a big concert person, mm. you know what I mean? But like, mm. but the experience of that song feeling life like that mm. then i lose myself you know what i mean like mm. then it like his his like the live performance and you can hear that it's not yeah. a studio version i do love when i listen to like like acoustic music and stuff i do tend to like put on youtube videos mm. of like the concert mm. and stuff like that yeah, for that yeah. same reason and they have that like, recorded too and it's yeah. amazing but yeah, you yeah. know actually like like all this time i was thinking about electronic music and actually like when i'm at home i'm hardly ever listening to electronic yeah. music. like when I, this everything i was seeing was in the context of electronic music yeah. but mm-hmm. when i'm at home i'm listening to like green tea pang yeah or like uh, like i don't know like something like super fucking weird experimental post-punk lo-fi like this mm-hmm. is my vibe like really Rock. I listen to a lot of rock. Yeah, I to too, yeah. <laughs> like rock, post-punk, lo-fi, like a lot of experimental stuff. Like a lot of like um, crowd rock, which is like this like really the nice. The band last night that I opened for was a crowd rock band. I love crowd rock. They were so good. I fucking love Shout crowd out Heavenphetamine. <laughs> You know, they were so good. They're yeah, a yeah. Japanese crowd rock band and they were supported by some... Oh my God, Japanese some, crowd rock. Yeah, and they were wow, supported nice. by, by Ukrainian musicians. They were so nice. good. I was so yeah. impressed. I mean, not that I expected them to be bad, but I had no idea what crowd rock was. Mm. But I guess now that you said it, I was like, I also really like crowd, crowd rock. Crowd rock is such a vibe. I, like, I, like, I grew up with the first psychedelic rock. Like, mm. this is what my dad... Psychedelic rock is like kind of what my dad got me into. It was like the first music and it was like my first like... I think it was Free Bird by Lynyrd Skynyrd, very controversial band, but like a fucking dope song. And it was like, I remember one day I came home from school, I was like 14, and I just put the song on repeat and I had like a, an elevated experience. Honestly, I yeah. just laid on my bed and I yeah. just listened to the song and I just completely went into a whole different place. Mm-hmm. And like that place that I went to is still the place that I try to make mm. now yeah. I, I had that I had that with the Beatles that was yeah. just like zone out because my dad used to listen to the Beatles all the time and he got me like my first disc man and, and with a yeah. Beatles album you know and I remember listening so um, I, don't, I can't even tell you what track it was but I remember listening to the album and just being like going through the different instruments and it was so weird sounding because they had like a sitar in it as well and it was mm. so different than everything else that we listened to in the Caribbean that I was like mm. how can people I mean now I know they took a lot of drugs but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did they, you know, how do you come up with this? Like, how do you think mm. about putting all these different elements together and it will, you know, build up of tension. But it's so tension. funny because this is how you still listen to music. And that's, yeah. that's how I still listen to music. And I'm pretty sure your first experience is also probably really fundamental yeah. Yeah. shaping you, how you, exactly. how you listen to your music. You're yeah, like, you know? I feel like, yeah, I mean, when I think back to my first ever, I mean, I was always a little performer. That's when I mm-hmm. think my first things with music was just, was just recording like oh yeah okay yeah, we're gonna wrap yeah, up yeah, just yeah. now but <laughs> no it's fine it's not important <laughs> you know i mean i spoke about it in another podcast already no, no, no. but um but yeah in summary summarize the, the story no all i was saying is that I, I just think like as a as a performer it was how i experienced music mm. like when i um when i first came in contact i you know i won my primary school calypso competition oh really i was always always no real talk no i was was always a performer so i think Mm -hmm. that 
I mean, of course, it makes sense now that I'm a DJ, but I think that that's how I always experienced music in the sense of how does this play out in in real life? If yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. how 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 would this be performed? Yeah, how would this be performed, or how would this be you know showcased mm-hmm. in a way? And I think yeah, you're right, probably mm. like how yeah. you. It's like, it just it yeah. shapes you, right? Yeah, it truly does. So good. All right, <laughs> two hour two hour mark. <laughs> two hour mark, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is this well, the longest one you had? No, we've no, had two we've and a half had... hours. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I've actually... had longer than Come you. On. No, because I, I, I talk a lot. No, but, so I don't know. No, but you no, were but so nervous. Good. You thought like it wasn't even going to be a thing, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know why. So, I mean, everyone's nervous, I guess. If I just, as soon as I see this mic, who's not nervous around the table? As soon as I see this mic, I'm just like, yeah. But you could get lost in it, right? Yeah, that's when the headphones help lock you in. But yeah, but thank you so much. Joanna, Joanna, and for coming, plug your dates, plug yourself. Um, okay, so next week Friday. Um, Give the date because next week Friday, May fifth, yeah. May fifth, well six in the morning, six, six to eight a.m. And then I have a podcast at Benchmile. Okay. And then online, I'm gonna be on ten twenty radio from Bristol. Oh yeah, and I'd riding. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from riding on riding wave segment. It's gonna be like a lot of minimal. It's mm. gonna be super nice. And then June 1st, I'm doing a Flinter takeover in Klunku Kranich. Um, and I can't remember after that. I have some stuff. She's so fun. busy. Yeah. We could so put, well. put all the you dates. I mean? We'll put all yeah. the dates in the caption. Give us all the links. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have some other things. But I, I might be doing something in Bulbul, but I'm not sure yet. Some things in the air waiting to be confirmed. But yeah, just Ooh. also you can check on my SoundCloud. Check us out. Like, <laughs> follow on Instagram. Yeah. Was he follow me. <laughs> so weird. Cool. Till cool. next you. time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you so much you. for coming. <laughs>